maybe one of the most memorable WrestleManias of all time, and we are here to recap it. Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. I am one of your hosts, the Hot Take Kid, Phil Gentile, here in the uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. Welcome back. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. I have the Honorable Sheena Phelps, the Queen of Pod Style from Virginia. What's going on, Sheena? Not a whole lot, dude. Just chilling over here, watching this baby monitor, hoping that uh, all stays still. Things are things are starting to stir up, so you know. Oh no. We may, ha- we may, we may have to. Yeah, we may have to uh, bring in another co-host with the the future women's champion here in a few. All right. Well, Marco, your kids are all settled down. They they don't wake up too often, so you're you're probably good, right? Yeah, I'm good. They just one of them usually just does a little like wake up call. I run in. I do a quick run in. Put her down, and then I'm back into the room again. But uh, yeah, everything's good over here. It's uh, still quarantine season, so you know, just <laughs> living that dream. But you know, all you need is your friends, your family, and uh, I have you two wonderful people as well, too, as well, and beer, too. So yeah, shout out to Miller Light. We have a big uh, packed show here. Obviously, we're going to uh, recap WrestleMania. One of our Patreon subscribers is going to jump on with us to recap it, Daryl Jones. So we'll get to that. We have a lot of figure news that was uh, announced after last week's show went off the air. Uh, We have some uh, giveaway winners to announce and a bunch of quarantine and chill recommendations for stuff you can do here over the Easter uh, weekend, holiday weekend, I guess you could call it. But, uh, yeah, we want to – let's get out some of the uh, – housekeeping stuff out of the way here first we have some t-shirts available at prowrestlingtees.com slash chick foley uh check out those and also check out there's a ton of wrestling uh indie wrestlers that um have their shirts up there they have not been taking bookings uh for the last month or so and they probably won't for a while uh so those folks are in a tough spot so uh, you know jordan grace whatever uh, indie wrestler you enjoy uh go up and check out their shirts on prowrestlingtees.com uh, I'm sure they would appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. I am I hate JJ Reddick on Twitter. Marco is at Inglorious Gent on Twitter, and Sheena is mostly on the gram. You can follow her at Chick Foley. Uh, we love interacting with you guys there. Uh, if you have a question for us, make sure you can email us at ask at chickfoleyshow dot com, and of course the website is chickfoleyshow dot com. Um, we appreciate you guys supporting us there. We have a bunch of shout-outs. I want to get to this right from the beginning here because I have them all laid out here, Marco, as um, as uh, our friend Sheena is tending to the kids. I mean, it's like clockwork. They, they must have a radar on her ass as soon as she sits in front of the computer, but uh, that's how kids go. <laughs> These are some of our, our, uh, our Foley family members that have used the, the, uh, the promo code Chick Foley. Uh, with all of the pre-orders happening at Ringside Collectibles last week. So I want to run these folks down and give them a huge uh, thank you. Brian Baker, Raymond Mancy, Shane Eby, Kyle Haas, Tyson Trevino, Kyle Niblett, Jordan Wells, Jeremiah Smith-Rouse, Josh Boggs, Bob Zegler, Corey Handy, Chad Roberts, Kyle Peterson, Jeremy Ball, Jason Cook, Tom Sliney and Joey Harrison, uh, some some awesome names there. I feel like I interact with each of those guys almost every single day on our Facebook page. If I missed your name, definitely give me a shout and let me know. Those are the people that uh, posted pictures and and our Facebook page of using our promo code on Ringside Collectibles. Uh, you can do that. It's code Chick Foley. So I wanted to give those guys a shout out because we appreciate that. Uh, 
Ringside is obviously a huge sponsor of ours, a huge friend of the of the show. So we we love partnering with them. And uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Let's get Daryl on the phone here. Uh, he is going to help us run down the results of WrestleMania and where we go from here. Uh, so we'll be right back as we recap WrestleMania. Sheena, you back? Yeah, I'm back. Hold on just a second, though. No rush. The uh, baby face is thrashing now. I got Stella down here. Oh. I know. What the? Double f- running. Double running is happening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our our WrestleMania recap is here. A uh, huge two-night event, and we have our good friend Daryl Jones on the show. He's a Patreon subscriber. He is on Twitter if you want to follow him, at djones1778. What's up, Daryl? How you doing this evening, man? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm over here in the West Coast, so <laughs> sun is still out. <laughs> oh, man, I'm jealous. <laughs> but, it's, but I'm in the... Bay Area, so it's kind of cold. So uh, still, man, you got. Uh, I know you're a teacher, right? So you're you're working from home now. How's the how's the, you got you got some young ones at home? How's the quarantine life been treating you? Oh, don't even ask. Let's see. So I got. I've been doing class. I've been actually. We started class today, uh, where we're on Google Meet, uh, and it looks. You know how it kind of looks like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you're as you're doing class, uh, and it's just like doing a real class. I got to stop kids from, you know, I see kids side. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like as hard as it is to keep them from like texting and like doing all the things when they're like right there in front of you, I can't imagine trying to control them like via the internet. Like, oh my god, sending th- sending all of the love and thoughts and prayers out to all you teachers out there. And this is seventh grade, so oh yeah. no, man! Yeah, they yeah, officially become assholes. They're primed yeah. for misbehavior. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's yeah, get into so WrestleMania. Let's get into WrestleMania here because we have two big nights to to cover. Before we get into some of the individual matches, uh, Daryl, give us your thoughts on the show as a whole. Did you like the two nights? Did you like the the feel of it? The, you know, obviously they did the best they could. But what were your thoughts on the show after it was all said and done? Uh, I would say it's a, the the good parts where I kind of liked having being able to hear the wrestlers as they're going through the match. I can't wait to to watch yeah. that segment on Botchamania where they do uh, you, you talk too much segment. Yes. You, oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. Yeah. They're they're gonna have a field day with this. Uh, include like so I can watch Oscar without like with without an audience all night. Uh, <laughs> just her walking around talking smack. I, I like that too. I, people were complaining about that on Twitter, but I thought it was like something like you had to fill that silence in the air because it was the first match. Obviously, you just had the announcers there. I thought that was great. I thought more people should have done that. I mean, we saw Nikki, uh, mm-hmm. Nia Jax do that on Raw a little bit, just kind of like loud trash talking. But I think you have to f- kind of fill that dead air, and they, that was great. So yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the Sheena the best way to go is is to keep this two uh, two nights, man, going forward. It was great. Move the, move the Hall of Man. Fame Hall of Fame to Thursday night. Do, give us uh, NXT Takeover on Friday. Do Saturday and Sunday because my wife was like, "How much longer is this?" I was like, "Well, there's only one more match. It's you know, it's like exactly. ten thirty. It's like you don't have to spend like seven hours in front of the TV." I thought it was great. What'd you think, Sheena? 
Oh, man, I really enjoyed having it two nights, especially this season of my life right now where, I mean, it would literally be impossible for me to sit down for seven hours at any given time to to watch anything, um, much less pay attention to WrestleMania. So, I I mean, it was so easily digestible. Like, you know, you kind of like got you got you got your fill for the night. You kind of got kind of that build. You know, you had a good starting match and then you had like, you know, kind of like that that middle ground. And then you had a high point at the end um, and then you got that twice. So I, I was so I was so here for two nights of WrestleMania. Logistically, I don't know how it would work for like the live, like if you were there live, you know what I mean? How it would feel and how people who attended both nights of WrestleMania, how it would feel. But as a TV viewer at home, like I'm here for it. Yeah, I think it was cool. Marco, uh, let's run down night one. Give me a match you want to start with and then we'll kind of go around the table. Let's see. What match should we start with? Uh, what do I have here? I think uh, Ray, Ray Charlotte, I think, is where we should start. Yeah, yeah. I think we, yeah. All right. Um, that, was so, night two, that was night two, but uh, we can. Night we two. Can, oh, was it night two? Okay. Yeah. My, yeah. my beat. My no, beat. No big deal. No big deal. You know, <laughs> we can jump around. It doesn't matter. There's no, there's no jump format around. to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I actually wanted, that's why I think I put that match first because I wanted to um, get that one out of the way. It was the opening match of night two. Um, of mania i look at that whole mania as a as a whole not just obviously it was in two different two different nights but mm-hmm. it's, it's it was one show essentially at at the first so well, you know it's not a bad pick um i really love that match by the way oh man um, even though Beautiful. even though your, your girl took a dive she lost at the she same did. time it, it, it built her though i think i think she proved she can hang with with the top with the the best Best wrestler, one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Not even oh, man. women wrestler, just just best wrestler, and just like the story they told with the knee, the damaged yeah. knee she had, and how Charlotte attacked the knee, and that was like a good way for you know for Rhea to, to lose a match, as basically she couldn't do a lot of the moves that she her she's a power move. Um, yeah, person. and Charlotte really put it on her. Charlotte didn't hold anything back with that, oh, that yeah. figure eight. I mean, she like arched that figure eight like I've never seen before. Oh, yeah. So I mean, she she really like put it on her. Oh yeah. And you know, Charlotte gets a lot of hate because she gets a lot of WrestleMania you know time and appearances and stuff. But man, if you want to, if, if there's any reason to freaking put Charlotte in WrestleMania, it's because she freaking delivers every. Oh, yeah freaking time like you know it like seth rollins wrestlemania is never charlotte's worst night and i mean she has she has the presence she has the it factor she's just man she's freaking incredible and she made Rhea even even in defeat she made Rhea look like a damn superstar yeah yeah exactly I, I, this was a great way to start off the show, as opposed to night one with that tag team match, which was just kind of flat. Just didn't really get get me excited for the night. I mean, it was a good, you know, good serviceable match, but this was, uh, you know, a banger. This was probably one of the better matches uh, of the whole of the whole weekend. We can at the end of the uh, end of the segment here, we'll talk about yeah. our, maybe our top match, and this is a definitely a, a, a contender for it. Uh, I want Daryl. I want you to kind of fantasy book this thing here, and I know you wanted to also talk about the four horsewomen, but before before yeah, we yeah. do that. Um, where, where do you go with this? Because it looks like Bianca Belair is going to go up to Raw. Uh, I don't right. know if Rhea Ripley is going to be back for a while with some visa things and the coronavirus and all that. Who do you t- who do you have eventually take the title off Charlotte? Because obviously that person is someone they're going to strap a rocket to. Uh, who in NXT do you think fits that bill? Man, that is a heck of a question. Because like you said, like you have, I mean, the go to for me was going to be Bianca. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she deservedly so uh, is joining the Street Profits and on Raw, which I think is perfect. By the way, like the I know we're, we'll probably talk about that match, but I love the ending to that to their mm-hmm. match. Uh, hmm. 
I mean, maybe, uh, maybe Miss Kai or. Yeah, I think, I mean, the cool thing I think about Charlotte is that, you know, she's going to go, I think, I think if she goes down to, um, to NXT, I don't know if that's the plan. If she's planning on just being like Finn and like going down to NXT, I feel like she's really going to elevate a lot of those women down there. Um, it looks like her and Io Shirai are going to go head to head and that's going to be a freaking like hell of a match yeah it's gonna be so good um and i i think that you know her going down there is really the best place for her right now you know because you got the sasha bailey thing happening on smackdown she really doesn't have a place over there you got becky running things on raw and you can't really have becky and charlotte go head to head i I know we've we've never seen that before (laughs) um but i mean you we we don't want to see it anymore I, i feel like she's just gonna get lost in the shuffle so going down to nxt she could really be like a force down there and all the while like putting all this new younger talent over and like elevating them too i was about to say to piggyback on what you're saying and kind of like so going with phil's question that's exactly right like i couldn't really answer the question right off the bat and but that is that's kind of the answer there is there with with her and nxt we're going to get to see more of the of these ladies that have so much talent that we didn't we we didn't get to really see them all the way yet, so now they mm-hmm. get to see them blossom with Charlotte. Yeah, so. they're going to get to blossom because they've had they've been going up against Shayna, which is a totally different type of wrestler than Charlotte. You know what I mean? I think Charlotte's going to bring a lot to the table down there that they don't have right now. Exactly. You agree? Uh, I I, t- I totally agree with you. I'm trying to look at the the WWE pay per view schedule, and I think it's it's probably a lot of TBD here. How yeah. how about a triple threat uh, match if we have a clash of champions between Becky, Charlotte, and Bailey? How badass that would be having each of them hold the belts in a triple threat match. I mean, that would be we've we've seen iterations of that before, but yeah. you know, with yeah. all three of them holding a belt at the same time. Obviously, Sasha is the odd one now. <laughs> Poor but, Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Sasha. She gonna throw a damn fit. You, oh, no. if, that, if, that, if that match comes to fruition, Charlotte, uh, Sasha gonna quit again. We know what you can do. You can do a four way with all four horsewomen and have like a winner take all match and have throw oh. Sasha in there. I was like, we that, could have we could have uh, Sasha three belts. Yeah, Sasha three belts. Thanks. <laughs> oh, Thanksy oh three belts. That yeah. would be pretty cool. And then uh, her head would not be able to fit through the gorilla position. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. What uh, you would never you would never get her head out of the clouds after that. Too many too many tears. <laughs> Daryl, you, you said you wanted to talk about the uh the the horsewoman. What was your uh your point to that with uh was you it know, I just this really hope that, that this is a setup for for the MMA for horsewomen. Yeah, and the WWE four horsewomen because, you know they they had the, you know all of them had some great matches here at, you know during this WrestleMania but I really wanted to see somebody <laughs> win one of these match like you know I was really going for I know we'll we'll probably talk about the Shayna match but I really was you know wanted to see that and mm-hmm. you know they gave us the Bret Hart finish and you yeah. know so you know I, I really wanted to see some and and then Bailey winning again it's just like. Okay, we get it. They're they're great. How about letting some people get some shine here? But maybe yeah. I'm hoping <laughs> that you know, with Rhonda being spotted at the office and everything, maybe this is setting up something to that nature. Yeah, and they definitely made sure to make um, make a, a mention of Rhonda in that last promo before WrestleMania. Um, you know, Becky yeah. re- Becky really nailed it home about how um, Shayna has been really living in 
Ronda's shadow. So I definitely think that's setting up a, a, a Ronda return. Who knows, like I said, what, when and how that's going to happen now, considering the circumstances, but um, right. it's coming. Right. All right. Before we get to the women's, uh, the Raw women's match, just a couple matches I want to touch on for just a second. I love seeing Elias go over and Aleister Black go over. Both of those guys, you know, faces on their respective brands. I think we need some new blood there on both of those shows. And mm-hmm. I, I think Roman's within the next year he's retiring. I, I'm going to call it now. I, I don't think he's around uh, the wrestling That's business. That's a hot take. Yeah, That's I, a I just, hot take. I just think he has other things going on. That's scorching. Yeah, I just, I just, I have a feeling that he is, he is um, ready to kind of move on from this uh, phase of his career and, and do some other things. And we need some more big name he, uh, faces on the on the shows. So Elias and Alistair Black could be that. So it was cool to see both of those guys get a big win on a big show. Uh, so we'll see where that takes them. Let's go into the Raw uh, Women's Championship match. Uh, completely different from the Charlotte match. Becky Lynch against Shayna mm-hmm. Baszler. Uh, Marco, what do you think of this match? Um, I mean, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna be the only one on this, but I wasn't as excited for this match as the the Rhea Ripley Charlotte match. Um, maybe it was too. I don't know. It, was, it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. I thought it was gonna be more of like a. I don't know. I think I was. I think I had high expectations for, it and it and it obviously wasn't for me but um it was decent I, obviously I, th- I thought shane was gonna win and that didn't happen so mm-hmm. maybe that's what kind of s- skewed my uh view on the match but um other than that i mean it was it was fair it was, it was a decent match i don't have any it's nothing to so, write home about it could have been on they could have actually literally thrown that on raw and i would yeah. have been fine with it as well daryl are you are you of the camp that is like over becky at the moment and like just just ready for new blood or are you still riding riding hard for uh the man well, I, I guess here's my hot take. I, I've, I've never, I've never been on the bandwagon. Like, oh, I just don't wow. Like, I, I don't, it's one of those, I don't get it. I, like, I'm, you know, I don't think she, you know, I'm not saying she sucks. That's not what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> but, but I just don't get her having, you know, two belts, having a title for a whole year. Yeah. Uh, beating ca- actual people that were cage fighters. I I don't get it <laughs> like that. Yeah, that, that was totally unbelievable for me. But you know, I mean, the thing the thing that really kind of, the thing that really kind of just like boggled my mind was that like I thought this was a, a for sure match. I I thought this was like being telegraphed from a mile away with 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 Shayna just like running through the entire. Match of the elimination chamber. Yeah, I mean, she literally is like the first person ever to eliminate every single person in an elimination chamber match. And I was like, oh, well, she's really like setting the precedent that she's about to be the Raw Women's Champion. And they they introduced her to the Raw audience that way. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, this this B is a badass. Um, right. And so then she gets beat clean by Becky, which I'm still kind of confused. I don't know if they botched the ending there, but you did you see Shayna was kind of like claiming that she had her shoulder up, and I don't know if it was trying to be like the Rhonda thing where she had her shoulder up um but i mean i've never heard anything else i just heard it was like you know just a clean finish i'm like well why would she like do that you know what i mean i feel like like she was really trying to like play it off like her shoulder was up um but yeah it was i think they tried to do the roddy piper versus bret hart match yeah Uh, yeah yeah and uh and like you said like I, I think she was supposed to hop up and say, oh, I think my shoulder was up. I even think Rhonda's shoulder was up on purpose. I think that's going to come back. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. So just to say, hey, to save, I think it's to save the MMA lady's uh, face that, hey, she didn't really beat us. 
Yeah. Um, so <laughs> is what I think is happening there. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just – it felt like the, the finish was just – it screwed the whole match for me. I thought it was a decent – back and forth. I mean, they were doing some pretty cool stuff, but I'm kind of... It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm in Daryl's camp. I just don't feel like... I don't know if because she hasn't had like a huge protagonist, like like a Mr. McMahon type character to go against, or if they just haven't evolved the character at all, but I mean... I loved uh, I loved the man thing when she started it, but it just it just, it just seems like it's run its course. Um, I mean, we've, we're going on a year here. She's like she's year to year, right? Didn't she win the title? Yeah, at, yeah. it was yeah, it was it was, it was at Mania. Yeah, so, I mean, um, and yeah. It's, I mean, she's evolved, but it's evolved in a way that like I didn't. I, I it makes me less interested. Like with the whole like when she was wearing like the crown and the glasses and being really goofy. Like yeah. I, I yeah. was never on board with like goofy Becky. I, I just was never <laughs> was never a fan. And then she like, then she became badass Becky, and I was like, okay, you have my attention, like I'm for this. And then she like reverted back to like her goofy ways, like I was like, oh no, 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 no. Um, and then with the truck and everything, it's just it's just too much for me. I feel like she needs to be one of those like silent killers, like she's gotten too big for her britches, and I don't I don't like it. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Agreed. Uh, let's go into uh, more on, on night one of WrestleMania here. Uh, I loved I loved the three-way uh, ladder match for the tag team titles. I don't want to spend too much time on this. There were just a bunch of great spots. Uh, you know my boy Morrison is always going to show out. Uh, he, holds on, he holds on to the title. I love the finish there, Sheena. Uh, what did you mm-hmm. think of this match? It was pretty. It was a pretty cool way to do it. I tried to explain to my son, who's only five, that th- this was for the tag team titles, and he didn't understand yeah. that was only. He's like, so so is, is Biggie gonna wrestle after this? I was like, no, dude. It's just like one guy from each team. Like I, could like, I tried to explain like three times, and he was like, I, uh, whatever. But yeah, it, was, it, was it just made it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, you knew with these three guys. I mean, with Kofi, um, Uso, whichever one, whichever one it was, they just kept calling him Uso. Um, <laughs> I brought that up on Twitter, Michael, and it's Michael sound, Cole. It sounded Michael Cole's was, the same thing. It sounded yeah, weird it so to me, weird. didn't it? But I mean, it's it just his last weird. name, so it's like saying Corbin. Corbin's doing like, but it sounds weird calling him Uso. Like it sounds like a nickname, but it's not. That's his name, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, I knew it in my mind. I was like, oh, they're just calling him by his like surname or his last name or whatever. But then it was like when he just kept saying, oh, Uso's on the ladder. I'm like, why don't they just right. call him Jimmy? Like, just call him yeah. Jimmy, dude, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, they he had didn't some... know either. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And so he's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not taking a chance on screwing this up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a super fun match. Um, I mean, I didn't. I, Obviously, it wouldn't matter really who who got the titles. I mean, not that I mean the Usos and the New Day don't really need any more clout. I mean, they're two of the best tag teams we've ever had. So I think letting letting um, you know Miz and Morrison build this thing and keep it going and see where it goes. I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, I think it'll be a you know it's a good way to to handle that situation because um, I just I just think these are the three teams that you're going to have. It's, it was a different mm-hmm. way to do it. Now they can run back a, a triple threat tag team match once, you know, SummerSlam or something like that. And it, and it won't feel like it's a, you know, a replay of this match. So, uh, exactly. definitely, uh, interesting. Let's go, uh, on later on in this card. Uh, we have the, uh, obviously the, the biggest move of the night or the biggest spot of the night that everybody was talking about was, uh, Kevin Owens jumping off of the WrestleMania sign. If you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> was insane. This this yeah. match, I, I think, obviously, Daryl. This this match was just elevated by what happened after the pinfall by them just going like, "Screw it, let's just do like a hardcore match." Right, and you know, <laughs> and you know, the, of course, him climbing all the way up that sign that wasn't edited or anything, right? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> you get up there pretty quick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the same with if you, I, I watched WrestleMania over again and go, just like real quick going back to the, the, the women's tag team match. Yeah. The first save that, uh, like this, like who was that? Uh, that was Kari Sane. She made a save, like jumping off the top rope. Yep, I remember that. To stop the pin, you could tell, you could see the edit, and I, I just kind of had to laugh. But anyway, oh, I wonder how much they did with that during during the matches. Obviously, they did it during like the Boneyard match, but I wonder, like, since they had the opportunity to do it, I didn't notice that at mm-hmm. all. But that's a good catch because yeah, you know, she if, was clearly like laying on the uh, before the pin fall, like when she went to go pin her, she's laying on the apron, and then all of a sudden two, and then you see. <laughs> Kari Sane come down with an elbow. She's fast, but I don't think she's <laughs> yeah. um, nice. that's why yeah, we had a, that's why we had a three hour show instead of a, a six hour show. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, K- KO. Uh, I will watch KO in a hardcore match anytime. Uh, they could uh, they could use my backyard next time if they want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you know, he's he is one of those wrestlers that I I you know there's. You ever see wrestlers that get put in a hardcore match and it's just not, you know, it's like, <laughs> ah, I'm going for a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. yeah, not, yeah. When, not with this guy. Not when he grabbed the mic and said, no, no, I don't want that kind of finish. Let's, I, we need to finish this right here. And oh, I was, I was hot after that first false finish when they, when he hit him with the ring bell. Obviously, you know, I mean, I, I want Rollins to get the, to get the over anytime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get, get the last laugh. But at the same time, I like my freaking social media fingers were hot. I was like, "Are you effing kidding me? That's how it ends? Like, are you serious?" And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, maybe like delete, delete," <laughs> because yeah, he came back and and challenged him. And I thought, I mean, dude, those two guys are amazing. That was one of the best matches of the weekend for sure. That and uh, Charlotte Rhea were and, two. And of a good the, outfit, by the way, for, for oh. The boy. For the Messiah, I mean, he could wear a paper yeah. bag. He, he could he could wear a paper bag, but you know, any any time he wears all white shades of SummerSlam, I am there for it. You know. Yeah, the current the coronavirus has not been a uh, good good for many things, but it's it's got me watching Charlie Caruso wa- working out, and it's got you watching uh, Seth Rollins oh. doing some some planks. So you know, we yes, have that honey. <laughs> yes, and Dead I just started fitness. yoga. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Let, let me know how that. Let me know how that is. I'm trying to get my dad on that DDP yoga uh, bit. You know, I'm like, dude, you need you need to get with this. You need to get your uh, your life together. <laughs> so great, great hey. match, great match there. Uh, finishing up the last two matches of night one. Uh, this Braun, I, you know, I'm happy for Braun Strowman winning the Universal Title. I don't know what was supposed to happen here. I would assume. <laughs> I would assume. I would assume it's Roman Reigns was supposed to win the belt here. But I'm, 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 I'm pretty much over Marco. The the do two moves uh, the entire match and, and that's yeah. it. You know, it's it's just not working for me. Yeah, both both World Title matches were pretty pretty much very similar <laughs> in that sense when it came to the. Just finishing move, finishing move, kick out a finishing move. The other guy does a finishing move, kick out. It was it, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. I, I mean, there's not much you can do when you have big guys like that. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the Drew McIntyre match. We're like, Drew McIntyre can actually like wrestle. He can move for a big guy. Um, and Braun Strowman's limited. Goldberg's limited. When you have two limited guys in the ring, what do you right. what are you gonna expect? You can't expect a freaking five star or six star or seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven star or whatever you True. want to call it. Well, like I mean, match out of those they, two, but. 
So then that 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 bears the question: Why did they put two limited guys together who weren't going to be able to deliver any sort of match for one of the biggest titles in the freaking company? You know what I mean? Well, like it's not like they were just having like a you know big dude season match. It was yeah. like it was for the freaking gold. Yeah. And I'm like, I dude, would- put it against somebody. If you're not going to have any storyline, I mean, that here's the thing: they didn't have a storyline reason to incorporate Braun into this match. So. It, realistically, they could have put anybody in this match. You know what I mean? Just to yeah. like take the take the gold and like have a new champion. But yes. I mean, not that I, not that I'm mad at Braun, but they should have pulled the, the trigger on Braun three years ago. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that. Like I feel like doing it now is like too little, too late. Yeah, I would argue that the uh, my own theory is that title is not that important, and that's why that <laughs> match was that short, and that's why True. they just took it off of Goldberg that fast. And I think that's why they took it off of Fiend that fast. Because that belt is not like a It's cursed. It it's, is it's cursed. A, it's a cursed belt. It's like it's like it yeah, I think it's they like, made it's it like being on the cover of Mad. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's the world title is the world title. That, that's right. the one that has the history to it. Mm-hmm. The universal title has been yeah. it's just a title they created for Raw. That's literally all it is. They could have they should have just called it the Raw title and mm-hmm. made it that I, as the universal it. title. You, Marco, I've said this many a times. I think that should be the television title. Yeah, it's it's really not a it's not a an established like oh I need this title to establish myself as a superstar like you can throw it on anybody. Yep. Essentially. No, we should have we should have known it was cursed from the moment that Finn Balor took it and then had to relinquish it the next night. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. We we should have known from the jump like oh the the uni- the universe is trying to tell us something here, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It don't need it don't it don't need no damn title. <laughs> well, when they made that freaking thing red, I think that was the first mistake. Oh, oh man. man, do you do you remember the fallout from that when they when they revealed the red title? And I mean, people just I mean, it's kind of grown on me. Like, like I don't mind it, you know what I mean? But like when that title first came out people lost their freaking minds yeah people couldn't even yeah. focus on the match remember it was mm-hmm. like finn bat no, wrestlemania seth, uh, summer no, seth rollins yeah seth rollins uh went off on twitter about it um as he as he likes to do he went off about it talking about <laughs> how how if people are more concerned about the color of the match like or color of the belt they shouldn't watch wrestling and all this stuff so yeah uh, we're 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 nerds seth we yeah be, exactly we gotta be bothered by something yeah. <laughs> so we went from that awfulness but at least Brock Lesnar has uh, the belt off of him I mean Goldberg has the belt off of him now so I'm True. sure I don't know if we'll ever yeah. see him again uh, maybe for another Saudi Mania match but we'll see mm-hmm. um, we we had mixed feelings about this Boneyard match AJ Styles <laughs> versus Undertaker and this was one of the best things Sheena that the WWE has done in five or six years easily oh I loved it. I loved it. I thought, I mean, this was like the most creative way to extend the Undertaker's career. And you know what? I, I'm, I've I've been on record as saying I didn't want the Undertaker's career extended. But in this capacity, I'm like, okay, I can watch this. Like, he didn't look, because the reason why I didn't want to see Undertaker is because I don't like seeing a broken down, busted up Undertaker who can't perform at the level that he's, right. you know, he's accustomed to. But this didn't make him look broken down. Like this, like brought the badassery. It brought the mystique. It was like him and AJ had amazing dialogue throughout. So it didn't feel like it just like drug on. Um, I just loved everything about it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I, did, Marco or Daryl, do you guys have anything that you didn't like about it? Because I, I'm, I'm all, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wreck my bank. I wasn't, I wasn't really down with the gallows and Anderson 
being there and getting lit on fire like barbecue. At the end. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. they're. I think they're literally. I think they're dead now. But um, uh. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, I also would have loved to see the Undertaker pull up to Limp Biscuit. People have put that video on uh, social media yeah. instead of whatever song that costs use, like, money. Okay, we're we're in a recession. That costs yeah, they, money. They use Metal- <laughs> you, think, you think you think using Limp Biscuits more expensive than Metallica? You could probably. Well, I don't rock. think. I don't think that was Metallica. That was like un unlicensed music. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. Like, uh, that was like that was like royalty free. Well, they like, fooled me. Know. They fooled me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I you know it was kind of like DDP's song that you know it, <laughs> it it sounds a whole lot like it smells like yeah. 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 yeah, but it's and they're gonna but, tell you it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, we've we've changed a note or two here. Um, right. I actually heard a really cool stat this um, week that I hadn't heard before or that I hadn't even really thought about. But Undertaker, um, considering okay, so let's. I guess we would consider this the main event of night one. So it's considered a main event match, right? Mm -hmm. Undertaker has main evented a WrestleMania in four different decades. I think he's like the first, like he's got to be the first and only person to ever do that. In the nineties, it was WrestleMania. Yeah. In the nineties, it was WrestleMania 13. He defeated psycho Sid. The two thousands, uh, was WrestleMania 24 against edge. The two, the 2010s, or as I like to call them, just the two thousands, <laughs> the, uh, it was WrestleMania 32 against Roman and then, uh, 2020 against AJ. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, Psycho yeah. Sid, Psycho Sid pooped his pants during that match. A lot of people don't know <laughs> he that. did actually. Yeah. Never yeah. forget uh, that. Yeah. So I had one, one little nitpicky thing about the match. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's really, it's the smallest, stupidest thing ever. I'm the biggest fan of like, I love campy action movies. Like I'll go on Netflix and try to find like the worst. I watch, I watch every like Steven Seagal B movie there is just cause wow. I like those type of movies just so like, cause I think they're entertaining and they, they're so goofy. Um, but the sound effects of the punches kind of annoyed me a little uh, bit i didn't even I notice. Didn't notice that no, yeah really? I, I didn't notice like they, i guess when they would punch each other yeah it would take a campy aficionado to to yeah. realize that which other than that everything was great but it's just like the the whoops whoops they like when you're there punch each like he's punching the like those like druid guys with the hoods on uh-huh. you could really yeah. you could really hear yeah. it Go the back druids, I think it. that was that was the one thing. If I had if I was picking nits here, I think I would say the druids because they really served no purpose. I thought they no. were gonna like like <laughs> bu- like like beat up Undertaker, but instead they had like you know they were about as effective as stormtroopers. You know yeah, what I mean? Like they like literally he just like hit him with like one punch and they were like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that was the party. They were like the parties the on party Power Rangers. Rangers. I'm like wait a minute. What 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 are the druids mad at the Undertaker for? Were they what was True, like yeah. a union strike where they're tired of his <laughs> where they gotta hold out the torches? Like what's yeah. happening? They're like, dude, we told you to retire. <laughs> it would have been cool if they would have like taken their hoods off and there were guys that like had gotten beaten by the Undertaker That's in the past. What, yeah. But, that, yeah. but who would you have oh, u- who would you have used though? I mean there's there's no I mean yeah, there's Triple no like, H. Michaels. Yeah, but then he's gonna like beat the shit out of them in one punch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. me. It's they me, take, Undertaker. They're all old. <laughs> Listen, Undertaker. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but it, it was great. I think this is the way to do it going forward. And 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 I, we talked about it before this show. Triple H said in some sort of press conference that they're they're gonna do stuff like this a lot more going forward, and not just because of COVID nineteen, because 
uh, they want to be more cinematic with with what they do in some of their stuff, and and I don't want it to be all the time. But WrestleMania is a perfect spot. I I, I can't I can't imagine how much they, they had to take breaks during this match for for Undertaker to catch his breath. But hey, hey, uh, we did we didn't I see think it. it took, yeah, it took like eight hours to film. Like they started filming at like nine p.m. and they went to like five a.m. in the morning. Wow, wow. yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. My thing, my question is, if they if if they do something like this, I'm for it. Like I said, as a TV viewer, but if I was there in person, if they if I had to watch like a thirty minute match on the screen, yeah. I would kind of be yeah. like. I would be like, okay, no, oh, no, that's, not a good, that's a good call. No, that, I didn't even think about that. That's a great call because that would be you would feel cheapened because okay, I bought all this ticket. I'm sitting front row for Undertaker, yes, and he's not even probably here. He's like on. Right. I'm watching on a TV, and they don't have the best. You know, some of these outdoor arenas they don't have the best screen set up for this kind of shit. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that is a good. I mean, that is a good we call. Have to- <laughs> Do we have to go back to this the the spotlight at that at, at the what was that the last WrestleMania where no where the light was coming out too bright two or? two oh, WrestleMania yeah. two WrestleManias ago I was there there was like they were like blinding people with the freaking lights oh, like god. oh my god yeah it was uh, 30, 33. well I think they've done it m- multiple times but yeah they definitely did it at at thirty three we were like we can't see clap 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 clap, clap. <laughs> yeah. so well. I'm, I'm I'll all, say this. Oh, though. go ahead. Go ahead, Daryl. Yeah, like I'm so, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I'm the biggest sting mark ever. Uh, you know, like one of my pictures, if you look at my Instagram, is me taking, you know, doing my picture at Access with Sting and me trying not to cry. Aww. So, oh, wow. So, That's cool. this kind of a match, like we probably can get the Sting versus Undertaker match. Oh, yeah. I could see That's that. possible. All right, so yeah, everybody gets a, a thumbs up for this match. I loved how they did it. I think we'll see more. I, I just, I just reserve this for big time people. Reserve. It. I don't want to see uh, Heath Slater versus Apollo Cruz in, in like a Raw match two months from cinematic now. Like, yeah, oh cin- cinematic, God. like catering from hell match or something. You know? Yeah, There's- it's like an I have kids match. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're fighting. Yeah, they're fighting in uh, Heath Slater's trailer. He's throwing Legos yeah. at him. And- that would yeah, be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's move on to night number two here. We we talked about the opening match. We talked about uh, Alistair Black getting a win. Uh, maybe the the greatest love story of our time. Otis finally Ooh. ends up with Mandy Rose, and uh, I'm sure they had to pay her quite a bit of money to kiss uh, Otis. But oh, yeah. um, uh, uh, just a, a pretty crap. Aww, he's probably a really nice guy. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. I I am too. But you know, I have to pay women to kiss me too. So. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know where they go Same with here. this. With this now, obviously, we talked about it earlier. Otis and Mandy had some sort of uh, Instagram live like chat earlier today, and I, I I couldn't last more than thirty seconds because it, yeah, it was, was too kayfabe and just awful. But I don't know where you, where you go with this now. I, I guess they're splitting up Mandy and Sonya Deville. What 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 do you make of all this, Daryl? Uh, it does look like that's going to be the end of Mandy and Sonya Deville. Maybe you know. Maybe now she becomes part of Heavy Machinery. Uh, we'll see. Um, I can't see them breaking them up yet, you know. Um, it does, I mean, this kind of reminded me of, like, say, you know, like those old storylines with Georgie Animal Steel running off with Miss Elizabeth or something. Oh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, but, oh, I'm uh, sorry, Otis. I do not mean to compare you to George. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Jeez. 
Hey, in his day, George was good, but uh, yes. he was a good worker. But um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I do think that's probably the end of their tag team there. Um, I I think sent like Deville could. I think she could use some spotlight on her own anyway. Like I think yeah, it's time I think for she's her good. Get, yeah, get her, let's get her in the ring and throw some of those kicks. I wonder if um, I mean I think Mandy could be like the biggest baby face in the company if she like stays with Otis and like you know heavy machinery. I think like you know what I mean because that's mm-hmm. just like such an unconventional pairing that I feel like people would love it. Um, you know I don't know about their love story or not, but if she was just like the valet or like the manager for heavy machinery, you know I think I think people would be down for that. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she seems like a natural heel to me, but uh, I guess she could get over as a face. Um, yeah, but this this was this is a cool ending, and I guess we don't need more than two women's tag teams. We already got two. You don't want to have too many tag teams. I mean, you only have two tag teams in a match, right? So I mean, why have three tag teams? Why have three? Yeah, you know? oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, icon- you get the iconics too. I mean, jeez, that's three already. Oh wait, are they st- are they still employed? I thought they were just hanging out at the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess you got tag titles, so you got to have like a, at least a line of of teams to be able to, <sighs> to go after it. Yeah. Well, uh, one of my most disappointing matches was the Edge versus Randy Orton last man standing match. Um, I, yeah. I, I thought they did the best they could with. I'm, I don't know what they had planned for having it in a in a huge arena, but having it in the performance center, they just had to kind of improvise. I'm sure. It was just way too long, Marco. It was, way it was a yeah, it was, it was a it long was match. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. It was a uh, thirty-six uh, minutes. Yeah, and, and there might... was a lot of downtime though. That, that to me, real quick, I think if they would have made this a falls count anywhere match instead of a uh, last man standing match, I think it would have been a little bit more tolerable because they wouldn't have had like those long, like 10 count, like where there's nothing going on. You know what I mean? I think like having like a falls count anywhere match where it's like false finishes and stuff like that would keep the action going. But then you just had like, literally you had like, you know, like 30 second stretches where it was like one, Dude, <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, like, you know, and and I think, like you said, I think they did good, like with with all of the, when they were in the little gym area part, that was fine, you know what I mean. But then they just got like, it just kept going, yes. and going. And I'm like, dude, you controversial pre- spot with the with the weights around the neck. Let me just say, I, I I talked about that in our Discord chat. I was like, do you not realize we're just like two weeks removed from the Benoit story that See, like I- launched. You know, I like, did not even think of that when that happened. That's oh, I'm, probably, I'm one of the yeah. few people that have didn't even that, that didn't even come to my mind. I'm uh, a I'm a pretty morbid human being, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, not not a good look, Randy, not a good look. Um, but I was like, you guys pre-recorded this. You could have edited out like half of this match. You know, just like walking. there was like yeah. a like a three or four minutes of them just like walking where they showed up kind of next and to the hallway. ring when they came back toward the ring. <laughs> Jesus, they were just like walking that... through a small little alleyway. Like, what is this? Why are we watching this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Right. And that hallway was like so long too. I'm like, this is like that Stranger Thing like corridor when they're like trying to get the get the Russians, you know? I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. Like, you know? <laughs> Spoiler like, how... alert if you haven't watched it yet, by the way. If you haven't watched Stranger Things yet, there's it's, I think the the uh, statute of limitations on spoilers yeah. has has elapsed. Yeah, there's no spoilers uh, anymore with quarantine. You should have watched everything by now. Oh, quarantine. Exactly. Yeah. You should have finished Netflix. 
Yeah. Um, so my only my other takeaway is I, I actually watched it again last night the the last minute standing match. Um, oh God. And my what? And my wife watched it with me. She's a she's back in the day. She hasn't. I mean, she works tonight, so she doesn't really get to watch wrestling. But back in the day, she was like a huge like Mark, like crazy Mark. So like she loved Edge. She's an Edge head. Mm. So we're like watching it and stuff like that. And she's just like she's like this is weird. I'm like, what do you? I'm like, oh, it's a last minute standing match. What do you mean? It's like, and it's supposed to be weird. They're not supposed to be in a ring. They're like, she's like, no, it's just they just seem out of place. Like they don't seem like they're supposed to be in this setting. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I was like, oh, it actually makes sense. Like, 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 like uh, Phil said, like the performance center was probably not the place they wanted to do this match. It's probably probably supposed to be like the big huge arena, yeah. and they're supposed to go all over the place. Maybe the concession stand, maybe yeah. the, like the gift shop, all that, all that stuff. But like. She actually brought up a good point. I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And then like, they just seem like more like they seem larger than that venue. Like, they, yeah. yes, yeah. Persona, very physically they seem larger, and their personas seem very like they needed a bigger venue to do it. So maybe they should have shot that match off location as well. Good call. Um, just good like call by Sister match. Abigail. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> my my question, all I could keep thinking is like, are we going to go to a different location? Like the person who has to come in and like sanitize this like whole oh, performance center is going to be so pissed, you know? They're like you know, oh, we got COVID nineteen running around here, and you guys want to touch every fucking room, right. you know? Like seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, both guys looked good. Edge looked amazing, and after yeah. watching the Edge documentary, it made me feel even worse about this match because he was talking about how he didn't want to come back is like a shell of himself and you know all this stuff and i'm like he wanted to deliver like you know an amazing match and the build for this match was so great too which is what makes it kind of a buzz kill because i don't think like i said i don't there were definitely some good spots in it but it just went on way too long and it, it, it really watered down what could have been a good match yeah i, I do want to give the one the one thing that i liked about it was just the, the facial expressions from edge at the end right. of the match like you could, you could tell he's 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 been acting since he left uh, wrestling. He mm-hmm. has a, a great like, just like he, he didn't want to do it, almost like to tears, like having a concerto uh, at, uh, Randy Orton. But that was uh, right. That was cool. Um, I, I, I would prefer. Yeah, that was. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so uh. I was, was going to say uh, that was kind. Of, that was my my bright spot to this match was the their performances. Like, say for example, when when Edge put Randy Orton through the table, right? And you can hear the announcers going, oh, yeah, that could have cracked his ribs. And then you hear Randy Orton, because, you know, now we don't have any crowd noise, you can hear Randy Orton wheezing. Like, mm-hmm. he's actually wheezing and acting like he can't really take a deep breath. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's He did good with that. Yeah, he's um, well, well, you you brought up a very good point, too, is that the commentary team oh, was absolute... Awful garbage awful on this. they were like, so they were like, like whispering they were whispering yeah. they were like yeah, what was the okay, golf yeah, yeah edge is edge is hanging from edge is hanging from the pipes i think he's gonna i think he's gonna drop down on randy orton Ooh, okay <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah yeah mm, ouch stop, stop the damn yeah. match. stop the damn yeah. match <laughs> get some people out yeah. here please get let's get some people out here <laughs> Um, yeah, that definitely that definitely did not add to to the match <laughs> at all. No, it did not. Uh, we we needed some, mm-hmm. you know, especially. Yeah, like my, I've never I've never wanted to hear Michael Cole's voice more in my life. Oh, Michael Cole is a superstar, <laughs> by the way. We get yeah. we before we move on any further. Michael Cole needs a lot more credit given to him than anything. He was on his Joey Styles 
for the past like month just by himself comment doing commentary and yeah. he was amazing yeah he has yeah. Been, he has been pretty good i have to give him he, he doesn't have to shill any like snickers or or any kind of like network yeah. uh, network <laughs> stuff he can actually uh, do his job so that's good um I, I don't feel like talking about the raw tag team titles or the or the women's title match. No, no. Okay. Yeah, okay. No. those are. Nope. Yeah, we'll no, leave just, that out. Yeah, that'll be on the the deep cut if you want to. Let's go on the let's go on the real main event. Let's move on to the the real main event match of the whole show. <laughs> well, yeah, this is probably the main event. So the Flyer, Firefly Funhouse match. We also didn't know what to make of this. I need to I need to go rewatch this match because. There, there's a ton of stuff in this match that you probably would miss. You almost have to slow it down like frame by frame because there was so much yeah. packed into it. And I tweeted out earlier in the day, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I'm pretty proud of myself because I was like, I think you know, this isn't exactly what happened, but I was like, I, I want to see John Cena walk through a hall of mirrors and see like all his old gimmicks, like the prototype and the thuganomics. Yeah. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. And that was like really cool. And I know you have a lot of good theories about this, Marco. So let me just, before I spoil the fun, let me tell, tell us what you think this match was all about and, and why it was so great. Do you want to go around or you want me to start off? I want you to start it off. I don't have any. I don't have any deep theories like you do because you seem to. You, you're smarter than me, so you go. Oh no, uh, not, not, well, I mean, I just, I just, uh, I just seen it for what it was, and I've been, I've been watching like the Smackdowns. If you haven't been watching any of the Smackdowns leading up to this, it's, it's, you'll pretty much be lost in that sense. Um, so it's pretty much his retirement. Like he's retiring, he's gone, John Cena. That, that's pretty much what this was. Um, when you see someone retire, they do that whole, like, they do the retrospective, like, through their whole career. They they show the beginning stages all the way up to the main stage. And that's what this Firefly Funhouse match was, was pretty much John Cena, like, disappearing, or you can't see him technically now. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Um, so the match, I was actually telling, uh, I actually said in our group chat that I, I told Sheena that I think the, the match actually started when... Um, he accepted the match with the fiend, oh, really? um, mainly because he could have just he could have just stepped away. Um, and they talk about choices and and chances and and all these different things throughout this. That that seems to be the theme. Like you you make your you make the right choice. You you do the right thing. John Cena seems throughout his career never did the right thing, never made the right choice in that sense. So he made the wrong choice in picking the fiend as as his opponent. And he obviously he paid for it in that sense. Um, it was a whole mind game aspect of it too. It was it was basically showing the fact that throughout his career he would say, "Oh, I I failed at this person." I like you said, I, I one of his promos he was like um, leading up, "I failed I failed at beating the Rock. I failed at beating you know Brock Lesnar and all these people." It's like, but you were already John Cena at that point. You weren't some upstart coming up losing to these people. You were already an established name, so that's not really a big thing. Um, Another theme you've seen throughout that was um, him putting people down and demeaning yeah. people like he did with Bray Wyatt and calling him fat and all this stuff and, you know, out of shape. That's why they did that Johnny Large Meat thing where yeah. <laughs> back in the 80s, they, they went on the, with the bodies and all that stuff and, you know, being like this um, big jack guy. That's the only way you can actually uh, make it in, in that world at that time. Um, and then the just to move on with the heel part of it where he could have turned heel at some point in his career. Never, never made that choice, that chance, like we always talked about in the beginning. Um, so he he took the swing, became NWO Cena, and at that point he still couldn't do it. He still couldn't 
turn. He still couldn't make that decision and you know do the right thing. And then obviously he he fell victim to it. And that's pretty much like the the gist of it. It's it's him basically saying like you know I did make the wrong choices throughout my career. Um, now I'm stepping aside, and the fiend is the one that you know take my place essentially. I guess he. Yeah. I mean, just a little backstory. He's high on the fiend. He's really big with Bray Wyatt. He's a huge fan of what his work and all that stuff. And and you you can see it if you watch it back again. You can see that he was really into that. Especially with the Johnny Large meet, and he's like really just being a goof, and that's what John Cena is. He doesn't take himself seriously, um, and you can see him definitely in that segment. Huh? Wow, that's good. I mean, that's a great theory. I would never think that, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see it. Yeah, I think it was just it was really just like like exposing John Cena for what he is because we have this idea in our mind of what John Cena he's a hero he's a he's a good guy he's a baby face he's for the children and all this stuff and then like you know like we kind of pull back the curtain on John Cena a little bit and just really expose like who he who he is deep down in his core and you know Bray Bray was saying that you know like we're going to expose I can't remember exactly what the quote was but he was basically saying like we're going to expose your inner your inner demons you know um and that's exactly that's exactly what they did and i just feel like you know he kind of he kind of really just honed in on the relationship between him and vince and then the correlation between him and hogan um and all of that and kind of just like really tied it all up with a bow and i i i mean it was i've watched it twice and i still am just like blown away like i feel like it's so nuanced like you said in the beginning like you're gonna see something different Every time, because, you know, like, I feel like this is one of those matches that, like, everything has a meaning. Like, there's nothing that is, like, that is that is out of place. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that happens by chance. You know, like, even the Yankees jersey and, like, the CM Punk um, connection and, like, you know, the chain, like, hitting him, like, wrapping the chain around his hand and hitting hitting him with the chain. Like, I, like everything has some sort of subliminal message, even if it's not, like, you know, what the actual skit is about. You know what I mean? Um, I thought it was just, like, a completely incredible piece of storytelling, and I thought it was the perfect way to use The Fiend. And I I know this is probably a polarizing opinion, but I enjoyed this more than I would have seeing him, even if Bray had went over, seeing him and Bray in just a regular match. Mm. What about you? Uh, Um, Anything else, Daryl? Yeah, I so I did do some homework. Uh, I I watched this, and then I would, like you said, I was watching it almost segment by segment, mm-hmm. uh, and went back and I wanted to do, I wanted to go back and see, okay, wait, why did they have that image, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, the Saturday night's main event, that was when he decided he wanted to wrestle. Was when he watched a Saturday night's yep. main event. Okay. Uh, the body, the, the thing where he comes out and talks about his muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he like when he fir- first came up, um, they weren't really feeling John. And what saved him was his body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. He's a body guy. Like, that's why he was lifting those weights. Just like, you know, because back in the 80s, it didn't matter. Like, even Bray touched on that. He said, you, yes. you don't even have to have talent. Like, you just, as long as you're, you know, Johnny Large meat and you got big yeah. muscles, then, then, <laughs> right. then you can then you can make it. And that's that's the, that's the truth. You know, I think who was it? Rick Rude said that, you know, um, you don't have to be talented in this business. You just got to be consistent, you know, and like right. Rick Rude exactly. is a bo- Rick Rude is a body guy. So, I mean, obviously, he always had everything handed to him, too, because he had he had that look you know yeah and then going on with marco was saying like 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 if you go back and listen to the rap 
uh, he spills his guts in that rap. That's why he looks like, if you look at his face, he's damn near about to cry. Because, yeah. I mean, in the rap, he says, like, there's a line where he says, you can look, but you can't touch. He's yeah. talking about <laughs> his failed marriage. Yeah, yeah. In the rap. <laughs> okay, the so failures, he did, yeah. like, this was a, this is your life moment for, <laughs> for yeah. John Cena here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of going with Marco. I think, you know, after this guy, you know, because for me, <laughs> or for probably for most people and that are not John Cena fans, like basically after that, after that, that Nexus match, I was, I was good. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it anymore. Like, yeah. I, I, need, I need somebody else. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, you know, you, they have like hints of that in this. And I think this was a way of, okay, instead of having a match, you know, instead of, you know, putting your hat and gloves in the ring and walking off. Your wristbands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did do that then, in one of the matches. And then going into an arena and possibly having it booed. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, let's yeah. do it like this. Here's a yeah. here's a chance to do it like this. We have the perfect character in the fiend where he's kind of supernatural anyway. Mm-hmm. So we get so it is kind of with the entertainment value here where we can do something kind of avant garde and have the most ratings that they've had <laughs> like didn't this, wasn't this one of the most highest rated wrestlemanias oh yeah this is this is like i mean the 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 rewatchability of this segment particularly is just like i mean it's one of those things that's ever it's evergreen you know what i mean like yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be watched for years and years i still go back and watch the promo for the, like the promo package that they put together for their WrestleMania 30 match, like that's one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. promo packages. Like it is, it is just it gives yeah. me like cold chills just watching it. Like it is so damn good. Um, yeah. and like this is like that on steroids, you know? Yeah. The other the other part that I forgot to say too is in one of the promos we on SmackDown, John Cena he was in the ring with um, Michael Cole, and he he alluded to the fact that you know um, at WrestleMania you're gonna see the most overhyped, the most over the most yes. over person, the most the most loved person In, go down like that type of thing, and it's like he's you're thinking, you see him disappear. Yeah, yeah, you from, think from it's WWE. Be, yeah, you think mm-hmm. it's gonna be the fiend, the most overhyped, the most, over, but it's him. Yeah, you they played that, that when right saying. before when he had him in the sister Abigail position. They they played that audio yeah, over exactly. over that, and you know, and that then was, he did he did it, and then he like disappeared out of the ring. You know, yeah. um, the other part of that too is like a lot of people are like saying like, oh, how can I was reading a lot, like, how could The Fiend beat John Cena if he didn't beat Goldberg at whatever? So, like, oh if you look God. at The Fiend, if you look at The Fiend <laughs> character, so The Fiend is a, he's a being that wants you to see you for who you really are. Right. So that was another part of that segment with John Cena. Like, he showed John Cena who he was. He's mm-hmm. selfish. He doesn't care about anyone else but John Cena. When yeah. he says, I want to step away for the future of... He doesn't really... Like you said, I, you don't care about that. You only care yes. about his own. That's it. Why did you accept this match if that was the case? You could have let some other young upstart take take on the Fiend or Bray Wyatt or whatever. But then they're like, oh, well, well how come Goldberg was... Well, Goldberg was always Goldberg. He never yeah. changed his character. You always True. knew what Goldberg was. This unstoppable guy that just beat the crap out of you and that was it. Same thing with Stone Cold. That's why he never attacked Stone Cold. Stone Cold is Stone Cold. He never right. changed, except for when he turned heel, obviously. But like he was always he was always Stone Cold. Seth Rollins tried to be someone who, who he wasn't. He wasn't a face. He's always right. a heel. The Fiend exposed that. Same right. thing. Um uh, 
Uh, Daniel Bryan. He tried to oh, be a yeah. heel. He's not yeah. really a heel. He's a like he's a, he's a nice guy. I'm gonna expose you for that. The Miz. I'm gonna try to be a babyface. You're not a babyface. You're a heel. You're a mean person. I'm gonna expose that. Like so, just going down the line. Same thing with yeah. Jerry the King Lawler. As you notice, they he's a lot more Jerry the King Lawler of '98, '99 than he was ever, ever before. He's not like this nice commentator guy. He's back to how he was. Mm-hmm. Just like he'll like so like he that's that's where that's where the fiend is and that's what the that's what the fiend's about is bringing out that that actual person in you and I think it proved well for all of them. Daniel Bryan's doing good now. Seth Rollins is doing yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good shout. Yeah, that is a good shout. I just hope I agree with everything you guys are saying. I hope they, if this is the end for John Cena, it would be perfect. But we we saw this before. We saw the Undertaker take his hat off and his jacket off and put it in the middle of the ring, and then he's back the next year. Like that really should have been the end of the Undertaker. Oh, um, they're know. they're gonna they're gonna use John as a break glass in case of emergency. Like, at at some point, he's not gone, gone, but he might be gone for like the foreseeable future. Yeah, I could see that. He'll be in a Saudi show somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. He's all American. He hasn't been to a Saudi show yet. True. That is true. Uh-huh. Well, wait um, till that. Wait till they write a check with enough zeros, and then. No, we'll, that's we'll true. That's true. <laughs> Money talks. Um, I did want to bring up um, what we saw this weekend or this past weekend. Um, we did see a streak get broken um i think i i I honestly think this streak is actually more important than the undertaker streak uh as far as wrestlemania goes we saw the end of ringside charlie's wrestlemania streak uh this guy has been to every wrestlemania since the since 1985 like since the very first one what's he look like Charlie Adorno. He's. I mean, he was. The, he was like seven years old in 1985. So how old does that make him? He's like 40. What 42? Like you know. Um. But he's like he looks like a little Guido. Like he's like uh you know he's from like New York. Like he's a New York native. Um. And yeah, he's been to every single WrestleMania and even when so. There was rumors going around, and he he came out and said that the performance center told him like if if they allow us to have any guests or if there's any room or if we're not at capacity, we'll yeah. let you come in, you oh, know, and, and and be at be at WrestleMania. But because of all the COVID regulations and everything, like they they just weren't able to make it happen. But oh. um, yeah, so his his streak came to an end. I mean, obviously he's going to go to every other WrestleMania from probably here until the time that he dies. But he just like he just makes like a complete boys weekend out of it. He's got like a friend like named like Vladimir or something that he goes to all these shows with uh, WWE actually did. If you haven't uh, ever seen it, they did like a little quick, you know, uh, five, eight minute documentary on this guy and walk, walk around. He just seems like the most like normal, like nerdy dude. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, <laughs> he's got him. Mean, he has the WrestleMania one ticket stub. Like, Oh my God. In, in, insane like i mean it, it's so just crazy. like it's, it's like it's like mind-blowing um and yeah he's been to every every show that's ever been at the garden since like 1982 i think is wow. what he said hi i'm charlie um, adorno and also yeah known as ringside. it just it that streak came to an end and i i just wanted to shout out ringside charlie because uh, <laughs> that that to me that's like that is dedication that is impressive yeah i just impressive. found a facebook uh video uh from the the wwe facebook page from last year uh, that he's been to every WrestleMania, you know, every WrestleMania. So, yeah, man, it's a cool, a cool streak. But uh, you know, streaks are made to be broken, I guess. We got one That's more, true. 
one more match. COVID-19 is like, it's like, like he's the one in 36 and one or 35 (laughs) and one. Put his face on the undertaker. (laughs) Yeah. He needs a t-shirt. He needs COVID-19 is the one in 35 and one. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, so Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Uh, not not the greatest match I've ever seen ever, but um, no. it was cool to see Drew McIntyre win win the title. I mean, this is a guy that was pronounced the the chosen one by Vince McMahon back when he was like in his early twenties. You yeah. know, left the company, came back, and was you know an NXT champion, and and you know it's a cool to see how far he's come. I think he's the first ever uh, British or Scottish born, or or I don't know if it's non. He's yeah. He's British. Yeah. He's British born, but he's Scottish. So it's like yeah. it's funny because like uh, I was listening to a different podcast earlier, and it was earlier in the weekend, and it was talking about oh yeah, whenever they win, we're like yeah, they're British, and then when they lose, like oh, they're Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know. Uh, the British. But what born... did you think about this uh, this match, Daryl? As uh, overall, uh, it's your typical way that people beat Brock like you got to just basically do your finishing move a hundred times and then finally he goes down you take a couple of you take a couple of back suplexes and then you do your thing and then one two three uh hopefully that's it for like I I don't need to see Brock Lesnar with another title like he can have feuds where he beats people up but I don't need to see him with any more titles uh I do like I I am proud of of Drew in this one though he he had to come crawling back basically like i mean when he came back he started all you know you can see him start all the way at the bottom of the card and come all the way back up very true yeah he was one of shane's goons for the longest i was like okay well this is the end of the line for drew (laughs) mcintyre yeah I, thought- I feel like I feel like knowing what we know now from behind the curtain with Brock being so pissed off about the whole thing taking off in the first place, and yeah. then you know requesting that his match get filmed first, and then they told him that he couldn't. I feel like Brock kind of, like you could really. I mean, maybe other people didn't notice this, but I've seen enough Brock matches where he's like put the guys over. I mean, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. I mean, he really like shows out for these people and like, you know, um, like sells for them. And not that he didn't sell for Drew McIntyre, but I feel like it was just such a shit match. You know what I mean? Like he really could have like done the favor for drew and like they could have given them a little bit more time and it could it could have really meant a lot more than just like you know finisher versus finisher versus finisher versus finisher um i just felt like it was kind of like brock being in a pissed off mood and just not wanting to be there in the first place you know what i mean yeah i'm I'm hoping we have a more dedicated focus on the i mean the title matches used to be what you look forward to the entire now it's like this, yeah, this is yeah. this is just like okay. This is the match at the end. This is like the the mint they give you at the Chinese restaurant before you leave. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, whereas like when, when you know Hogan or Austin or Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels, you know that that you're just waiting to get to the championship match, and now it's just exactly you know, an afterthought. So hopefully that changes. I mean, uh, I I don't know who Drew's gonna feud with here to start. Uh, we Big will show. See. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared he was going to lose the title to Big Show because Big Show has that new show on Netflix. 
I was like, oh, oh my, my god. god. Uh, that's, not, yeah. that's, not a, that's not a cause enough for him to lose a title, I don't think. Hey. You, ne- you never know. <laughs> yeah, stranger things have happened. But uh, yeah. it was cool to see him win the belt and uh, finish out the WrestleMania weekend. What do you think would yep. have been the biggest pop from this two, this, these two days if we would have had fans in the crowd? Oh, definitely Drew. I mean, Drew, oh, yeah. no, no yeah. doubt. I mean, the ceiling would have come off the place. if Because I think, I, I feel like if they had been at Tampa and like in a stadium with 80,000 people, they would have given this match its proper due and proper like time and everything yeah. and really, really built it up and given Drew his WrestleMania, his proper WrestleMania moment. Um, so I feel like that would have like had everybody going home happy that it would have freaking popped the crowd like crazy. I mean, like the, the, the crowd has been collectively like building toward being with Drew like for months. And I feel like it would have just paid off and been incredible. And I'm really, really sad that he didn't get that moment and i got a lot of heat on um instagram from some people being like well why don't you feel bad for braun i'm like because it's not the same it's yeah, not, it's not the same title. i don't care i don't care what you say for yeah first of all it's a shit it's title um and two, <laughs> and two like they, they brought braun out of freaking nowhere like he wasn't even on the card and they just brought yeah. him out of nowhere like how am i supposed to get excited get excited about that and two or three, they should have freaking pulled the trigger on Braun three years ago. Like I said, you know what I mean? Like they, they, right. they've li- literally misused Braun in the most craziest ways. And not that they haven't misused Drew at times, but Drew has had like a WrestleMania style build that's worthy of feeling bad for him because he didn't get his his moment where he's standing at the end of WrestleMania with everybody losing their minds, holding the title, standing on the middle rope. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I can see that. I'm just glad he won the title. We can move on now. I don't know what WWE's going to do. I think they're trying to tape as many things, you know, as many shows as they can uh, before anything happens worse with coronavirus to shut them down. So we'll see if we even get a Money in the Bank. Of course, there was supposed to be a WWE pay per view here in Baltimore. I think Money in the Bank was supposed to be here in Baltimore. Yeah, it was Money in the Bank, and they canceled it. Yeah, so that was mm. that was great. You know, we don't we don't get too much here in Baltimore, so. Um, <laughs> overall, I think it was a great, a great night. I'm dying to hear if I won, if I'm retaining my title, if Sheena won, what, ha- what's going on here, Mark? Do you have, oh, do you have the numbers? Oh. I don't even want this segment. I already know that I already know the outcome of this. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. We're not going to go into the, to the numbers on who, who, who scored the highest or anything. I was like just that. feeling too, I was feeling too ballsy last Wednesday night. Yeah. You were, you were throwing out some bold predictions, some, some bold ones. Hey, that could have happened. Sometimes you got to do that, you know? They could have yes. happened. 50, Listen, 50, 50 chance. 50, like 50 chance. Just like Sam Punk showing up, 50, 50. Um, but the, but the, uh, the results are in. And the reigning, defending, oh. undisputed, oh. Chick Foley just, prediction just... champion. Gross. It's oh. Phil. Oh, I'll take it. It's right here in my hand, Sheena. He's still holding oh it. Oh my God. He is the Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you're, you're tainting right? it. You're tainting it. <laughs> I What's feel. What's your theme song, Phil? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Should play my lawn, the Lana theme song. Yeah. Oh no, that's, that's like insult song. to injury. Oh. I feel, I feel like you're defiling my title in the way that Paige defiled. Oh no, the no. title. What do you yeah. mean? I never oh, wow. did. I don't know any of that. I don't recall any of that. I would never do that. To oh, she is cutting a promo on how you are defiling <laughs> the title. I might. Ta- I, 
if I might do a uh, Shawn Michaels uh, photo shoot with the title, you know. Oh I, my god! Shit. Oh my god! Uh, that'll be a that'll um, be a no, Patreon what's special. Your, what's your yeah. Patreon yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah. What's your Patreon? Is that going to be on Phil? That's what yeah, yeah, that's a different Patreon. <laughs> that's Patreon. That's for Patreon my that's for my only fans. Yeah. That's for my only fans account. Um, yeah, there you go. Your only fans. <laughs> uh, Daryl, thank you for joining us, man. You've been great. You you talked to me offline that you wanted to start a wrestling podcast. I th- I mean I think you, I mean we. I listen to other podcasts. They get people do on that it, just sound like do they don't know what it. they're doing. But you, you have a great, uh, a great speaking voice. I feel like you have a obvious knowledge of, of of wrestling. I think you'll you'll do great. And like I told you, if you need any uh, insight from me, uh, whatever I can help you with, I would love to help you. But thank you for coming on, man. You were great. Uh, thank you, man. This is you know I'm 41 year old boy and like uh, I'm born and raised in Inglewood actually, so I am. I have. I'm putting away money now to to go to that nice. WrestleMania because it's, nice. it's literally in my hometown. So I gotta go. Uh, that, so that'll be. But off. yes, yes, I I do want to do this. Um, like I guess one good thing that came out of this is that of the being home is I am figuring out like you know this. I I think I have a passion for this and I think I should do it. So. Yeah, what's uh, the worst that can happen, man? I mean, like you should you should definitely follow your dreams. Listen, this 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 whole thing started with uh, Phil sliding in my DMs, um, <laughs> just being like, "Hey, you, have you ever thought about doing a podcast?" And I was like, "Hey, no, have have not." And uh, here we here we are, freaking seventy episodes later, and uh, you know, countless countless Patreon special editions. So you know. And anything is possible. My only yeah. advice, Daryl, get yourself a great, awesome uh, co-host because without me, Sheena wouldn't be able to do anything. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I meant that the other, other way around. I mean, you <laughs> d- definitely don't go in alone. Definitely get a buddy yeah. or somebody that you can count on to help you because me and Sheena, and especially Marco, we all bounce stuff off each other, and it just makes it fun. And you know, so. Uh, get get someone to help you do it but yeah we'll be here to, to assist you man i'm sure you'll do great and again thank you for joining us and uh hopefully we'll get you back again soon oh yes yes anytime and folks all my all the fans all the chick foley fans out there trust me this is worth it you, you should do this get on the hall of fame tier it is like i and you know and all the people that are in the facebook group thank you for like you guys are great uh you know, you guys made me use Facebook. I didn't use Facebook. So, so yes, thank you so much, uh, Phil. You will still be, you will hear from me. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I'm, a, yeah. I'm doing nothing, man, besides uh, sitting around talking to my boring family. So, you know, I'd rather talk to you. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, thank you, Daryl. You're the man. All right. All right. Thank you, Hi, Sheena, brother. Marco. See you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Take it easy, man. Yep. All right. All right. Daryl was awesome. Thank you for joining us, Daryl. You guys, again, can follow him on Twitter at djones1778. Man, I listen to some other podcasts, Sheena. They get their listeners on. And they sound like they have like uh, like a like a tr- third grade education and and a and a, a bowl of marbles in their mouth. And uh, we've been so lucky that all of our listeners that we've had on are just like awesome people and like know their shit and can talk well. And uh, you know we, we've seen it with everybody and and Daryl's no exception. So Daryl, I think your podcast is going to do great, man. I think you were you were great on the show and we're happy to have you. Um, 
he came on because he was a Patreon subscriber, and you can become a Patreon subscriber uh, by checking out ChickFoleyShow.com right now. Uh, starts at a dollar per month. It goes up from there. We have bonus episodes, unboxing videos. The biggest thing, Sheena, for me is to buy and sell and trade figures with people in our group. We have 140 people strong, I think, now. Uh, it's just been fun, man. I check, I go on there every single day. Uh, it's gotten to the point where if, if I'm late on something, somebody else grabs something before I can. It's like, you know, it's it's just been like luck of the draw. But it's uh, it's been a fun group, and uh, especially now with quarantine and, you know, having to uh, limit, there's really nothing to watch on TV. It's been a fun way to kind of distract ourselves. Yeah, and we have the, I mean, I I am definitely 100% sure that we have the best crew in the IWC because there's just people in there just like on a random Wednesday, they'll be like, hey guys, I have this figure laying around. I'm just going to give it away. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. and they'll do, they'll do like a random trivia question. And I'm like, what? Like we're like we're the hosts of this thing. We're the admins of this of this thing. And then we have like our crew like giving away stuff on the reg. And then Mike Lanham just took his own time and you know uploaded all those coloring sheets and then hosted a a coloring contest and like gave away prizes. Like, dude, we have the best crew. They are the best in the IWC. Hundred percent. Yeah. And and Daryl spoke to that too. Uh, he was on the our highest tier, which gets you a Chick Foley T shirt. Let you come on to the podcast here and co-host a segment with us, uh, but it literally starts at a dollar per month. If you listen to our show, we appreciate it. All of the money that we get goes back into giveaways for you guys, T-shirts, and, and all kinds of swag that we have in the works. So uh, definitely check it out, ChickFoleyShow.com. Let's get into Raw real quick before we go outside the squared circle. Uh, we have a new tag team, Marco, that you wanted to talk about. Uh, that you've uh, copyrighted their name on GoDaddy.com, I think, already. I mean, I didn't, but hopefully they don't steal it from me. But it's 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 marked on this show, so I said it here. This is what you heard it first. So I call them Team Cedric O'Shea because it's Cedric Alexander, Ricochet. Um, they look really good, Cedric actually. Ricochet. I mean, yeah, Cedric O'Shea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they it's better than Black O'Shea, I think. I don't know. I kind of like black. I kind of like black. I like said ricochet because it's like Cedric, his name, and it's yeah. both of their names in it. it I, I, I like. I like it. Yeah. Like I said, it feels like uh, it feels like Wheel of Fortune when they do like the before and after. You know, like <laughs> yeah. the category before and after. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm totally here for it. But if I'm just yeah. like picking one, like I'm like said Ricochet or Blackashay. Blackashay sounds like it's like an like an album. It or sounds like a fragrance. It sounds racist you know what I mean? for some reason. Black it, it does actually, yeah. Yeah. It actually sounds Black, like an R and B group to me for some reason. Yeah. Like a nineties R and B. It does not sound racist. It does not sound racist. but anyway, yeah, they they they're actually really good together if you guys watch the the uh, match that they had. Something to do I, with those I guys too. That's weird. awesome, you know. Yeah, I find it weird when they put two like high flyer guys together in a team for some reason. I always feel like a tag team should be like a a power guy and a like a speed like high flyer guy. That's just my oh, old school I mentality. I, I like I like when guys have the same style in, in a tag team match. Do like, you like the revival mm. or like the rockers or mm-hmm. like yeah? You know, I just feel like it fits yeah. better. You know, okay. Um, I can we, see that. We saw Nia Jax return. People were all about yeah. that. You know, she's back after I think she was out for a year. I think she had double ACL yep. surgery or something. Was it like a that. year? Has it been a year? Yeah, oh a year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Still, still doing Instagram videos, but uh, now back in the ring. Uh, we saw Bianca Belair debut. Uh, I guess she's going to be on their main roster. 
Uh, so it's gonna we're gonna miss her on NXT. I don't know if she'll still be on NXT, but she wasn't obviously not in that number one contenders match on NXT tonight. So uh, hopefully they use her properly. I think pairing her with the Street Profits is the right way to go. You know, make her a little bit yeah. of a mm-hmm. faction. You know. Yeah, so. I think it's I think it's a good introduction to her. Um, and I think I think eventually she she's. In my opinion, I think she's going to be bigger than the Street Profits. You know what I mean? Um, I think I think Montez Ford is going to have an amazing singles run, and then I think Bianca Belair is going to have a good singles run too. Um, so eventually, they're all going to break up. But I like how they're kind of introducing her into the fold with yeah. them. You know, because they're they're like highly highly entertaining, and they're over, and they're they're putting her in to go ahead and just go ahead and get her over. You know. Mm-hmm. I was taking a picture of me kissing the title to put on the Facebook page. Oh my god! <laughs> <Apologize. laughs> Defiling—that's my defiling title, man. Title. I can do whatever I want. With it. I can feel like my heart just like melting in my chest. It's not—it's not, it's not gold. I mean, it's, you have to get it back. This is this is like the the hundred dollar title from like Target, so it's not goldy. Maybe it's plasticky. I'll call it plasticky. <laughs> <laughs> Pleathery. Uh, Pleathery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, Drew McIntyre, we talked about it, faced Big Show. Um, it was, I guess, it was right after his WrestleMania win, so it wasn't. It was, it was on Raw, but it was taped from WrestleMania the night before, which I don't know really why they yeah. did that. It was a scheduling type of thing, but uh, he still won. Uh, so Drew's still the champion. Uh, that's about it. Um, we, I don't want to yeah. talk too much about NXT and um, AEW tonight because uh, not too much happened. I didn't. I didn't. I watched AEW. It was probably one of the worst episodes of AEW that I've seen. There was just really nothing uh, happening. Mm-hmm. Cody. Cody beat uh, Sean Spears in the main event. If you need, if you really want the results of that one. Yeah, Io Shirai won a women's ladder match to be the number one contender. And she and I know we there was some. Um, you were asking what what they would be climbing the ladder for it was a briefcase so she does have like an oh. nxt yeah an nxt uh money in the bank style briefcase for her um number one contendership and then we had the um was it a what was it what was it a street fight for gargano and uh champa it was like, it was like an abandoned building match or something oh like ab- that. abandoned like- building match yeah 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 um Firefly Boneyard match. Yeah, I didn't, much, get yeah. To see, I didn't get yeah. to see the end of it because I was like tending to the future women's champion. Do you know who won that match? I, I, I saw most of it. Oh. We'll leave it as a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Yeah. Or we well, could just look it up real hopefully quick. Hopefully Killer Cross showed up. Um, Kill, but they um, did Killer sh- Cross was in a car. I did see a spoiler. He like Candace and Johnny Gargano were leaving the building, the abandoned building apparently. And uh, Killer Cross and Scarlet, I think is her name, um, oh, were man. in were were in a car, um, like like way way in the background. Like it wasn't like super obvious, but like you know all the marks like picked it up. Oh, nice! I like that Scarlet um, that Scarlet girl. I don't I don't know her full name. I don't know if anyone knows her. Scarlet Bordeaux or something or. Yeah, she doesn't need a last name. Oh, she matter. is freaking. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not going to get into it here. Scott, oh, Scott, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah she's I from Impact. You're... She was on Impact. She, yeah, she's, she's the, like, uh... like a like a living Barbie doll. She looks like a Barbie doll. Yeah. Is she yeah, so, is she uh... like bathwater worthy? Oh, a hundred percent. She's bathwater. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent bathwater worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Johnny Gargano actually beat. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, and it looks like Candice LeRae 
came in at some point. Oh, great. Uh, oh so she actually helped Gargano when she kicked Chip and is so pretty she's much a heel now. now. She's a heel now. Yeah, I guess that's, so. Yeah. That's not All that's right. not fair. We can't help it that Champa's wife is not a wrestler. That's not fair. I think that's every true. every yeah. female in NXT is a heel except for Tegan Knox now. I think, right? Um, no, Maya Yim has a face, isn't she? Oh Maya yeah, Yim. that's true. Um, Io Shirai, she could go either way. I'm not sure if she's a heel <laughs> or really <a> face. <laughs> oh, I, I'm she's sick. A... I'm like six years old. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what a heel or a face is anymore. They could be literally either or. It doesn't matter. All right, cool. So good stuff. I don't know when we'll get another uh, takeover event, but uh, it's good to see that NXT is still building storylines. Let's go outside the ring here. Uh, we had a new episode of, and we've also well, let's peel back the curtain a little bit. If we if we don't have wrestling, if for some reason AEW and WWE close up shop, if this coronavirus gets really bad, they're forced to shut down. The three of us have talked about what we're going to do. Number one, we're still going to have the podcast. You know, we'll find we'll find figure stuff to talk about. We'll you know we'll watch old episodes of WWF Superstars or something. You know, we'll review. We'll just get we'll just get drunk and ramble. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just, do Attitude yeah. Era. Yeah, exactly. That's what we'll do. We'll just go through the Monday Night Raws and give our reviews on. I thought it'd be cool, cool to watch uh, to watch the old uh, Lucha Underground. I've never really watched it. But, oh, we uh, could do that. Yeah, pretty like really pretty cool. weird like stuff. It's kind of off the wall and be good like banter back and forth. But yeah, if you if you listen to the podcast, if you're worried about what's going to happen, uh, obviously we're creative enough so we don't need to uh, shut things down like they do. We're 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 coronavirus proof. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can so, we can talk about anything. Yeah, so let's go outside the squared circle. A new episode of Dark Side of the Ring last night. Brawl for all. Uh, not as good as the previous two episodes, but uh, a fun watch. No. Um, I, I I mean I think it was a couple years ago the uh, Bruce Pritchard show or something to wrestle with did did an episode on Brawl for All which kind of gave you all the background information but uh, yeah it's it was a pretty interesting time and Vince Russo the, the biggest takeaway from this is Vince Ugh. Russo is a, a dirty piece of shit <laughs> yeah I think my biggest takeaway is that Jim Cornette is like he lives eats sleeps breathes wrestling. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like, it, it, he, I mean, he was like, I mean, the way he stared into the camera, like, gave me, like, kind of like the creepy shivers. Like, when he was like, <laughs> he's like, he was like, Jim, or he's like, Vince Russo was just like, oh, it's just wrestling. It's just wrestling. And he's like, you goddamn right. It's just wrestling, you know. And then yeah, he's like, yeah. um, he's like, the wrestling is the most important thing in my life. And he just, like, stared into the yeah. camera, like, yeah. with this, oh. like, look in his eye. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, just like the just. Them going back and forth with like the whole like the way it was started is just like that 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 like pissed me off even more than anything is the fact that the whole tournament happened because he wanted to prove that JBL wasn't a a, a tough guy. So yeah. he like risked all these guys' lives and obviously they're all athletes. They reiterated this throughout the whole show. They're all athletes. They do athletic things, but they're not professional fighters. They're not boxers. No. They're not kickboxers and no. not MMA guys. They're just, they're wrestlers. So like, they're going to hurt each other. Like either like, I mean, if you watch the episode, you'll see all the injuries that happened, mm-hmm. all the, that, that are still actually visible to this day. Um, even when Godfather was talking about like, when he got knocked out, like that whole thing, he like, didn't even want to like 
watch boxing at all. That's how bad it was. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, like, it, like, it, it, like, it, it stunned him to the point where he was just like, I don't even want to watch anything physical anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, they have this, they have this cool show. After I never watched it. Actually, I watched this one for some reason. It's called After Dark. Where they have yeah. a few of the guys. It's pretty on cool. There. Yeah, right. Um, it's like a yeah, talking watched, talk watched, show like type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like the Walking Dead one where they did like the whatever that after the Walking Dead type of show where they do like a talking recap. Talking Dead. Talking Dead. Yeah. Um, they had um, Godfather and Bart Gunn on and uh, Vince Russo. I think popped in at at one point. But it was actually you get some more behind the scenes like insight and stuff like that, which is really cool. But I like the episode. Like you said, it wasn't better than the other the first two, but it was a fun one. It was. It was kind of like, oh yeah, I remember watching those like mm-hmm. those things and how brutal they were. Like, oh, I just I just hate Vince Russo so much now. I, I don't like to use the word hate at all, but he's just so dislikable. It's not a joke. Yeah, didn't, <laughs> uh, we got we got uh, the Road Warriors next week, right? No, Jimmy Snuka. Isn't that what they should? Oh, Jimmy Snuka next week. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, too, Road I'm not Warriors too into is. That. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch it, but the Road oh. Warriors is going to be a good one because you're going to get all the the Vince McMahon stories. I guess that's mm-hmm. that, uh, on Jericho's podcast. He had those the Dark Side of the Ring guys on there, and uh, they said a lot of the stories that you hear about Vince McMahon, the crazy ones, are on that Road Warriors episode. Oh, so that's cool. And wait for that and all the reenactments. Well, all, that they do. all you have to do is watch AEW. They're already doing the Vince McMahon reenactments. Oh, it's really you, don't, you don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to watch Dark Side of the Ring to figure that out. <laughs> Yeah, they did it tonight so too with Brody Lee. Uh, he was like yeah. mad. He was mad at the, one of the uh, Dark Order guys because one of them was wearing a suit and the other two were just wearing like you know workout clothes. And you know, I'm probably I'm, I'm sure it's Vince McMahon requires everybody to wear a suit in the airport or something. It was just like yeah, yeah. and they they fucked that did, whole gimmick up. <laughs> did you up. notice uh, even his suit that he was wearing was Vince McMahon like with like the navy blue blazer and like the yeah kind of like the tan pants like the different color like schemes that he does like it's we see right through with aew stop doing that change the gimmick up <laughs> yep. yeah that's all i gotta say uh so yeah it was it was a decent episode it was uh i i, I wish jim Cornette wasn't a huge racist because i i love him i think he's a great he's personality likeable. yeah he's super yeah. likable and like you know even even if you don't disagree you know if you don't agree with some of his opinions on stuff it's just like no, I respect this guy is so passionate about this. I respect that you're, you know, you love wrestling this much because I do yeah. too, kind of thing. Yeah, I love, I love people who are just like so hot headed like that that they can like, <laughs> they they get like so angry over like the smallest things and like can literally like be so passionate about it. Like I, I don't know why, but that just like entertains me so much. People <laughs> are just like, like tri- triggered by um, the the smallest things. You know, I mean, obviously. <laughs> There's a lot of triggering going on in like you know 2020 people just being triggered by nothing. But when they really do have a passion behind it, and they oh, can yeah. like they can like back it up with like facts and you know their their own like you know heart. Then yeah, I'm I'm so here for it. Love it. Um. So yeah, good episode. Check it out. Uh. We have some more. Um. Uh, there's there's so much good. I mean, it's really good timing here. WWE Network has a lot of great content. I wanted to get to it in our quarantine and chill, but we can talk about it now. The WWE 24 on edge is, uh, is highly recommended. They talk about kind of his return to the ring. Oh, it was so good. It was Man. so good. I mean, they, they honestly, this is, I guess another hot take, but maybe it's not, I would still pay for the network, take all the paper, the new pay-per-views off and just give me yeah. all of these documentaries and all the old pay-per-views. I'd be perfectly fine at nine ninety nine with that because yeah. they're cranking them oh, out. Oh yeah. Now. It's, 
I agree. Totally worth it, yeah. Yeah, the FCW one, the Ruthless Aggression one. Now these, I mean, I love the HBK and the Angle one. That was a great story. Oh, man, that was so good. Um, I haven't watched that one yet, but it's on the oh, list. Oh, so good. I love it. I've watched like, I don't I forget how much, how I watched all these over the weekend, but after after WrestleMania, they had the, uh, I think it was the Undertaker one. Which, uh, yeah, the under, they did a preview. Yeah. He's going to have like a mini docu-series, and I'm, I'm so excited ride. Yeah, to, to watch that because it's the first time like he's allowed anybody like kind of follow him around and tape and get like his true insights you know and he like admittedly says like you know i can't i can't go the way that i used to and it's just like ouch it's called uh <laughs> it's called uh the name of it's a hey undertaker um <laughs> but uh and there was one there was also one on drew mcintyre already like a 24 7 on like the build-up oh, to yeah, the wrestlemania match and how everything got canceled and how like bummed he was about it you know obviously because so yeah there's there's a ton oh of cool i didn't stuff. know that i haven't seen that i yeah. don't even know yeah, what that was when i after, watched that that was after the first night maybe was, or the second i don't it know it was after the second night no it was after the second night it was after it had he, to be after the second night it was after the second night because i watched it yeah. Yeah. they wouldn't have played it um until after he you know had yeah. wrestlemania uh, yeah, it was so, really yeah, good. Ton of ton of good stuff on the network. Definitely check that out. And uh, there's a new Broken Skulls episode coming out soon, Marco. Yep, with the uh, with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, Woo! April twelfth. It's coming out, so look forward to. I can't can't wait for that. I can't imagine what Stone Cold is going to talk about with. Oh Rick, my God! Oh, I Flair. don't. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this could be like a hot mess express because you know That's Ric Flair. Rick Flair just starts rambling about shit, and you're just like, "What? That wasn't even the question that he asked yeah. you." Yeah, Cole. Don't worry, Stone Cole will reel him in. He'll bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it, Rick! Get back in damn line. Try to conduct an interview. <laughs> oh my god, I love your Stone Cold impressions. I need to work on my Ric Flair oh. and go back and forth. Uh oh, was that from the general manager? The, the, the <laughs> anonymous GM. Oh man, we haven't heard from him in a long time. <laughs> no, no, my my sister in law is having a baby, and I'm getting updates. Oh, Seth's sister. Oh, jeez. Um, no, my brother's wife. Oh, okay. My sister in law, I guess I should say, yeah. Other side. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, that's it for the outside of the ring. Let's get into our go figure segment. We got a lot to talk about. Comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Oh, yeah, it's that time of the week, baby. What are you spending your money on? Not going out to stores, but hopefully you're doing some internet shopping. This is our Go Figure segment. This is brought to you in part by our friends at Ringside Collectibles. Go to WrestlingFigures.com. Use our code Chick Foley and get a 10% off discount on your order there. We have a nice Easter sale going on right now, so definitely check that out. Uh, Sheena, I don't know if you've purchased anything. I have some news, but I don't know if you've purchased anything. I, I'm, I'm struggling here. I gotta, I gotta buy something before next week's show because, uh, you know, it's just like there's nothing. I'm not going to stores. I'm staying home. Self, what do you call it? Flat. I'm trying to flatten that curve, boo. Yeah, you're self isolating. You're do, you're doing the right thing. But yeah, and you know the cool the cool thing about this is, is like even though you're not going to stores, Ringside has like a metric boatload of pre orders up right now. So I mean you you can still empty your pockets if you're trying to. Um, you know, obviously make sure you get milk and bread first and toilet paper. But um, after that, you can use whatever bonus funds you have on on Ringside. I got I pre ordered the Fiend 
um that was my Ooh, my get for yeah. for the week yeah i think i think a lot of the people in our in our group it was funny because you know a lot of our people aren't like really high on pre-orders they like to buy stuff and like have it you know ready to go and then like i feel like everybody pre-ordered the fiend in our in our facebook group yeah it sold out i think the initial wave after like uh 45 minutes or an hour it sold out and then they put it back up for like a pre a pre-order wave number two mm-hmm. which comes yeah. out later in june but i think these are gonna be hard to find in the store I'm okay paying a little bit extra with Ringside to make sure I get it. I got t- I got yeah. two, I got two of them. So uh, if Ringside gifts us one, maybe we can give one away just to a lucky uh, listener. We'll we'll see what happens there. So stay tuned there. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a great looking figure, and I think it's going to be tough to find, especially with the, with the way the world's going on right now. I don't know if we're going to be able to go to stores in a month or two. You know what I mean, Sheena? It's yeah. like yeah. Um, it's it's really it's truly unpredictable. I mean, like the that's the craziest thing about all this is like you know you hear some reports that it's going to be over by May, and then you hear other reports that like oh we're going to be hunkering down until August to some degree, and I'm like, well shit, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I mean this is this is un unprecedented, and it's been just really um, a struggle for a lot of people, myself included. Like you know, I mean I'm I'm pretty much self-isolated most of the time with two two little ones but just not even being able to like go out and do like regular stuff like go to go to target you know what i mean like like it's just it's just mind-blowing how much you take for granted your normal everyday routines you know my wife gets so mad when i go to like you know i've been trying not to go to stores but i'll like you know we need to get stuff for like a meal or i don't know i want to get steaks or something and i'll go to like i'll pop into like the grocery store for like a second and get some food and she's why don't you just get everything all at once i'm like i don't that's not how i shop i like to just get like what i need no it's uh, it's because your wife is a logical human being and she's like hey if you're gonna if you're gonna go expose yourself to people who potentially have covid19 maybe you should get all the groceries instead of you know increasing your your risk of exposure so good good on you mrs hot take she knows. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> she can, just don't tell her she's right all the time because it goes to her head. But yeah, I mean, it, it does make sense. But yeah, a lot of people pre-order that uh, that figure. We, we we unveiled those or we announced that on the show last week. But since then, there's been a bunch of new uh, figures announced from Mattel. They did they did some cool announcements. Everything. Obviously, they didn't have access this year, so they couldn't do um, you know a big reveal at the show. So uh, they did it on their YouTube page on WWE.com. We talked about the decade of dominance. We talked about the legends line. We talked about elite 77. Uh, We did not talk about these new ultimate edition figures. So ultimate edition six is going to be Charlotte flair. She's going to have a robe with her interchangeable hands. And then the, uh, the rock has two, uh, three different heads has a world title belt, has a has a rock shirt, sunglasses, a uh, a microphone. I talked about this over the weekend on on Twitter. I'm now uh, balls deep into this Ultimate Edition line. Uh, pardon my French. Uh, I'm going to order Ronda and Shinsuke off of uh, Ringside. Uh, those are the last two I need. Uh, besides five and six, the, these things are so much better in person, Sheena, than the uh, than they look in the pictures on Ringside. I highly recommend people invest in these because I think these are going to be, you know, the defining moments line is so great. I think this is going to be that next defining moments line where, you know, the Bret Hart figure in five years is going to be a hundred bucks. Not that I ever want to sell my figures, but I mean, they're so great. I mean, they're, they're, they're miles above the elite figures. So 
Yeah, the I mean the additional <laughs> articulation, especially bless you. Thank oh you. God, yep. don't contaminate the podcast, bro. Um, we uh, <laughs> I, I feel like again. the uh, oh my that's it. Jesus, just two, just two. Okay, good. I hear if you sneeze three times, you got the Rona. <laughs> oh damn it. Um. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, the, the additional articulation and then like the additional, you know, hands and head scans and everything, they're so worth it, especially if you're a loose collector or a fig photographer, like these are made for you. Um, like I said, with the additional articulation and the double joints and all that stuff and the rock looks so good. And for Charlotte, I mean, I know we, we, we poke fun at Charlotte a lot because she literally like her last figure, what was that? Like elite 54, I think something like that. Um, like literally melted the pegs, <laughs> but this one looks so damn good. It's like, I mean, they nailed her face scan. Yeah. And I think the people are going to be really excited. Plus these, I think, uh, the, the Hollywood Hogan is going to be the elite series uh, the ultimate, uh, edition series seven. So this, uh, this line is not going away. It's picking up steam for sure. Uh, they're adding some really cool figures to it. Uh, I love I love both of those. The rock, especially like the face scan. The pictures I have are just amazing. Uh, and ha- he's got the and he's got like the come here, like you know what I mean. You know how rock does like the the hand gesture, like you know bring it on. Yeah. Um, it, it's he's got like the bring it on hands, and I'm wondering, I'm curious if it's like if it's stuck like that or if it's got like articulation. Oh man, like that that would be so freaking mage if like the hand has like articulation where it could like go out and then back in. You it's know, got four sets of hands. Jesus, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got fists. <laughs> oh, he's got fists, open hands. Flat, like flat palm hands, and then the the bring it on hands. Uh, we also saw the um, uh, Masters of the WWE Universe uh, Wave Three. It has uh, the New Day, has Braun Strowman, has the Rock, and has a glow in the dark Undertaker. These all look awesome, Marco. I know you're a big fan of these. I know you have uh, series one and two already. Are you going to be getting these? Oh, of course, it's it's not even a question. It's it's a win. It's when I'm gonna get them. That's that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. It's it's inevitable. But yeah, no, they all they 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 look amazing. They did a really great job. Um, maybe being obviously a fan of like He Man and uh, Masters of the Universe, and just having my two favorite things combined was like that's a no brainer. I was definitely gonna be on board with it from the beginning. Yeah, they all look super cool, especially the New Day one with the whatever character has the three faces that you can change out. So. Uh, I love that. The Strowman looks awesome. Of course, the Undertaker, Glow and Dark Undertaker is great. Uh, so these are going to be a must purchase for a lot of people. Uh, and the the biggest news for a lot of our listeners, a lot of the major the ra- major wrestling figure podcast listeners, is the Rated R Superstar Edge coming with uh, the Edgeheads, Heath Slater yeah. and uh, Zack Ryder, which is brilliant on their part, Sheena, because people that really want to collect these are going to have to buy three of these damn things because you're going to have, you're going to want all three of these guys displayed together. Yeah. 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 They definitely, they definitely got the most bang for their buck with, with that, um, you know, set up having the, the two additional heads, but yeah, you're going to have, you're definitely gonna have to buy three figures, especially, I mean, if you're an inbox collector, you wouldn't, you won't necessarily have to, but yeah, Lucy's, if you want to display them as a faction, then yeah, you you screw you you got to go three deep on this one. 
Yeah, uh, but you do get 10% off with our code, Chick Foley, at Ringside Collectibles. But, uh, yeah, right. pro- pro- props to those guys because uh, they've been they've been fishing for a figure for a long time, and Mattel finally gave it to them. And this is a great way to do it because everyone's going to want an edge figure now that he's back. And uh, But what, what better way than to pair them with uh, Heath and uh, Zach? So. Uh, I mean, not Heath. Yeah, edges, edges are really edges are yeah. <laughs> curtains at you know what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you meant. Um, edges are really good looking, dude. I mean, I've always thought he was kind of like you know really good looking, but like watching that documentary the other day, like he's even a really good looking like older dude. I'm like, man, Edge really has it going on. Like his smile yeah. and like, I mean, he he at how old is he now? Like like forty plus, right? Yeah, um, forty six, I believe. Forty six. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he like is like body goals like got he got into like amazing shape yeah yeah i mean uh, he, he just i mean i i've always been a huge fan of edge i'm glad he's back I'm, hopefully he's back for for quite a while so we'll see we'll see what happens with him there so a bunch of new reveals there uh it's cool to see what's going to happen i don't know how delayed things are going to be and uh if you're going to want to go out to stores but obviously ringside collectibles is your best bet I do have a couple uh, announcements here. We did one of our uh, Patreon subscribers in the Foley family, Dale Krim, found Elite 66 pop up at his Walmart. That is from like two years ago. Uh, <laughs> that's been like more recently at like big lots and like $5 stores. Yeah. Um, and uh, just insane. I don't know if they've just been like, there was a box at the bottom of the, the warehouse that they shipped out. And then our buddy Tyler Cintron found Peyton uh Peyton Royce at Walgreens. So I guess she's now at Walgreens, yeah. Yeah. I didn't wow. I never think of going to Walgreens for, for figs, but uh that's uh that's I used up to there. and then they just can yeah, then they discontinued like the women's line there, right? And so yeah. uh, we just stopped pretty much stopped going there. That's what we were going there for back when they had like Maurice and I forget who else who else was, was there. But Becky, yeah there was like Becky. Yeah, Becky. There was like a few figures that were like Walgreens exclusive, and so yeah. But then we stopped. So, uh, we talked about the <laughs> Decade of Dominance Series One. That's up for pre-order on Walmart. Uh, so that's all the figure news that we have there. Uh, let's get into our one of my new favorite segments here on the show. It's our quarantine and chill. So obviously we're all stuck inside. Uh, days are like uh, meaningless at this point. Uh, we don't know what day it is. We're working for the weekend, but there's nothing to do or go anywhere on the weekend. We have a holiday weekend coming up, though. So, what should people be watching? What should people be doing this weekend? I'll go to I'll go to Sheena first. Well, give me a recommendation, Sheena. So I actually talked about this on Instagram the other day um, because, you know, we've been talking about like shows and stuff that you can binge, but I'm a huge, like for myself, I don't get to watch, like sit down and like watch a lot of shows as of late. Cause you know, the kids and it's always on like Disney plus and you know, you know the deal. Um, so I listen to a ton of podcasts and one of my favorite podcasts is by the ringer. It's called the rewatchables. I know Phil, don't you listen to this as well? I do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, the rewatchables is so good. They they go back. It's like Bill Simmons and his whole Ringer crew. If you were like a Grantland Mark back in the day, you'll you'll still love all of the all the Ringer content. But they go back and like deep dive on the best movies from like the last 30, 40 years. And like some of their takes are hilarious. They have these amazing categories. Um, these guys are like hyper, super the nerdiest of the nerdy, like deep divers. So if you're into that sort of thing, they just did Tommy Boy. They've done some incredible episodes. Uh, the one one they did on the hangover is so good. Um, so that is one of my recommendations. 
And then The Ringer also has a podcast called Binge Mode that, I mean, I've listened to every episode of it as well, but they they did, um, Mallory and Jason are the two podcast hosts and they do um, a deep dive on, they have a Game of Thrones series where they do every single episode of Game of Thrones. They have a Star Wars series where they cover all the Star Wars movies and then they have a Harry Potter series where they go and cover all the books and movies and it is just incredible so if you've got if you want some binge worthy content and you don't have time to actually sit down but you want to pop in your your earbuds while you're doing laundry or watching your kids or whatever and have something to entertain you that that's that's my recommendations good stuff i love both of those podcasts uh i'm gonna go with i talked about this to you guys a couple days ago uh onward the latest pixar movie came on to (laughs) disney plus early and uh, I literally, I, this movie, I think, broke me. I, I've never, I cried, like, ugly cried at the end of this movie. Oh, no. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I can't, oh, I don't, I don't think I can God. sit here and cry by myself. And it wasn't, it's not even anything I can really relate to, the ending of it. But, I mean, it was just uh, a well-told story. And, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I cry a lot. My wife makes fun of me because I cry in, like, every movie. But, I was like crying. Like, my son was like, "Daddy, what's wrong? What's like? What are you doing?" Like, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I think, yeah, I think it's the tender heart of a saxophone player because I go. also cry. Yeah. I also cry at like everything." And Seth makes like he will sit there and watch me when he knows a sad part is coming up. I can like I can feel his eyes on me, like watching me <laughs> wait, waiting for waiting for that first tear to drop so he can like make fun of me. You know? Oh my god. Uh, also, the movie Parasite, which I have not seen, but it's gotten good reviews and it was like up for a Academy Award for Best Picture, is is now on Hulu. It's streaming on Hulu, so you can, I'm probably gonna watch that this weekend. I don't know what it's. I think it's all subtitles, so uh, don't be uh, alarmed. But uh, I heard it's a great movie, so I'll be watching that. And of course, the newest uh, show on if you're a family a Family Man, the Big Big Show is now on Netflix, <laughs> and. Uh, I sent you guys. Uh, I tried to get the uh, the uh, entrance music for that. I tried to sing it for them, but uh, they wouldn't let me have it. But it sounds like it's like a full ha- full house type of show. It's like uh, you know a '90s like comedy with the canned laughter type of thing. But if you got young, yeah, it's kids, like Re- it's like Reba Reba with the big show. There you go. Yeah, you the, the, the big you big the show Reba. Reba. <laughs> the big Reba show. Yeah, the big Reba. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, it's the Reva show. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's some some things I'll be watching. Doing a uh, little Easter egg hunt for the kid on Sunday, and uh, I have some. I actually have some Masters of the Universe toys to give him. A little Finn Balor and Sting and Ultimate Warrior. So uh, I've been waiting on those for quite a while. So I'll give him those. Man, and, you're uh, yeah. you're, a, you're a better parent than me. I told Brett that Carol Baskin killed the Easter Bunny. That bitch, Carol Baskin. Yeah, I said. I said. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm like. I'm so so sorry, Brett. Um, that bitch, Carol Baskin. She <laughs> she killed the Easter Bunny. So Easter's canceled this year. Your son's. St- he he's still too young to even know what's going on. So that's like that's good. He doesn't oh, know. Like- yeah. Yeah, easy, easy day. He doesn't, he doesn't know whether Easter baskets are coming or not. But yeah, I can only imagine Target for all of you people who do have um, kids. You can do Target drive up, literally order your entire Easter basket online. I saw they had all their stuff on sale, um, and they will bring it out to your car and stick it in the trunk of your car, and you can go home and build your Easter basket safely. So no, no worries there for all you people who have kids that are old enough to like wonder where the hell their Reese's eggs are. 
I'm telling you, I cannot wait for restaurants to be open again. I'm going to just order uh, order every appetizer there is. I fucking miss appetizers. Oh man, so much. Absent desserts, man. Yeah, yeah, I miss me some miss me some absent desserts. Uh, um, I, I I told uh, the president of the FTC, Marco, a little bit earlier. I don't know if I'm ever going to feel the same way about restaurants again. You know, yeah, me once either. Once this thing, this whole thing, like opens back up, you know, like my my initial thought is like, hell yes, go get the fajitas for two, even if you're only one person. Like, let's let's freaking do this and get a big Texas sized margarita. But all I'll be able to think is like, what was the dude who built my tacos or my fajitas? Was he like, did he have the Rona? You know, I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm ruined. I feel like I, I, we're living in a different world now, and this is coming from somebody who loves restaurants with a passion that burns like the sun. Um, well, I think it's going to apply all over, the, like for getting gas, and like even like now when I walk walk my kid or he rides his bike, like people will go like across, they'll go to the other side of the street to like not have to walk past us. Like it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And I know you have to do that kind of stuff, but yeah. are we going to get back to normal? Are, are people going to want to go to a sixty thousand seat arena and and watch a, mm. a show in in June or July or you know? I, I don't know. I think that's too soon. I too, think. I don't know. I feel like there's, I feel like there's, I feel like we're split. You know, there's like half the population that's like, hell no, I'm not going, you know. And then there's the other half the population that's already, it's, that's still like, I don't understand why Hobby Lobby's closed. You know, like they, <laughs> it's like they don't, they absolutely don't understand and don't get it. So I feel like there's, there's two sides of the coin. There's very few people that are like riding in the middle. I feel like there's the people that are like washing their hands religiously and like, uh, no, I'm never going to a restaurant again. And then there's the, you know, the people who are pissed that like their, their favorite store is closed on Sunday. You know, do you remember when you were younger and you'd go to a bar and it was like, like literally you couldn't even move. It was like asses to elbows and like, like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's, that's so disgusting now. Just people sweating and breathing on you. Uh, with the oh yeah. yeah no. Oh no God. Oh. Well, I've I've been like, I've been like that for a long time. I think I grew out of that when I was like 24 years. I was like, God, people stop breathing on me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I haven't I haven't been in that scene for for a hot minute because yeah, people spilling beer on your shoes and like oh. breathing breathing on your neck like that that's a no go for me. Oh, what about you, Marco? You got any quarantine and chill recommendations? Um. Yeah. Much like. Cheetah, I really haven't been watching that much stuff, mainly just like network um, shows that we mentioned earlier. Um, but definitely, if you listen to any podcasts and stuff like that, obviously, listen to The Podfather if you're a wrestling fan. And that's Conrad with all the different 83 weeks, uh, something to wrestle, all those ones. They're all really good. Um, they do have some like new content they haven't stopped yet. He did put out like a thing saying, hey, we're obviously. Things are happening in the world, and we're still going to pump out podcasts, so you guys are still going to be entertained. Uh, my favorite podcast right now, we always talk about, like, I think every week or every other week, is OVP, our Vantage Point podcast. Um, they do they do uh, wrestling. They do, like, the Golden Era type wrestling, so, like, 80s, 90s type of stuff. But they also, very often, they do movie reviews. Um, so the latest one they did was on... Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the very first one. Oh, so they nice. take you through the whole movie. It's about like two hours and thirty minutes of podcast. Oh, I gotta listen but to it's this. probably the funniest, the one of the funniest things I've like listened to like in recent memory. Just like their takes on like how the movie was shot and like what 
like the seeds, how, like they they take you through the whole movie, like they do like the synopsis and all that stuff. But then obviously they bear off and they like talk about New York City and how it was back then and all that stuff. It, it's it, it was it was really funny. It was probably the funny one of the funniest podcasts I heard like in recent besides our show. But that that show was actually it, it was really good. Yeah, definitely definitely highly recommend that one. Um, it's not really a watch along. It's more or less like they just go through the movie. Um, but it made me want to watch the movie, and it's actually on Netflix. Uh, both the first two movies, I believe, Ninja Turtles one and two, not the third one. I don't count the third one at all; it doesn't exist in my uh, Ninja Turtles library. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, definitely, yeah, listen to those guys there. Highly entertaining all around. Very nice. Yeah, we have uh, for all of our listeners of uh, the Patreon, we're going to have a. I have a schedule this watch along episode with tom sliney and i want to get that done this weekend also we have our 90s bracket that uh you know march madness got canceled because of coronavirus but we're not we're not letting march we're not letting letting uh, coronavirus push us around so we'll get that recorded uh asap that'll be pretty fun and uh all kinds of good stuff i do have some i uh instagram shout outs i want to get out of the way because a lot of talented folks i'm starting to veer more toward uh instagram now because uh I don't know. There's just a lot of talented people on there, and I think they they need to get some love. There's not as much uh, toxic uh, talk on there as, as Twitter is, but uh, I digress. Uh, my buddy Double Click Figs is a good follow. JB Toys One, Fig underscore Foundation, Toy Vomit Unstable One Zero Four Seven, Blade underscore Five One Seven, Bud Light here, and. Uh, Dougie Nunya, so Dougie Nun Y A, <laughs> all all good follows on Instagram. Give those guys a follow, and uh, some some cool figure photography, some cool just like you know posting figures that they buy. But uh, yeah, good stuff there. And uh, we are we're gonna try in these next coming weeks and months to profile anybody that we see that's like you know working hard, doing some cool stuff. Uh, I know our friends here at Jimmy's Seafood in Baltimore. The other day they fed like 500 uh, first responders for free. Uh, you know, doctors and nurses and stuff could come by and get a free meal. So uh, it, through all of this bullshit that's happening, you know, the stronger the strongest of us are going to survive. Uh, you know, because you have to kind of adapt to your surroundings here, and I think we're doing that. So uh, if you guys have any suggestions of something we should watch or something we should talk about on the show, uh, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up on our social media outlets if you want to be on the show with a funny segment you know we're not opposed to that too so uh we're we're down for whatever we're down for the cause so uh we have some giveaways to get to as well let's get to those real quick now before we get into our random merch of the week our first giveaway was a page elite figure uh donated by our good buddy tj McHugh. you can follow him on twitter at lawmance underscore and uh, the winner of that is Carl B. Fitzgerald. Carl B. Fitzgerald. Funny fact, my son actually was the first name that I picked, uh, but I'm not going to let um, – that would be – people would be uh, riding the streets if I actually won this <laughs> giveaway. So uh, Carl was number two. So, Carl, you get uh, that elite figure. Just uh, hit me up with your address there. Our second figure was a uh, Finn Balor Masters of the Universe figure donated by our buddy – Jason Koenig, you can follow him on Twitter at Coach Koenig, K-O-E-N-I-G. And the winner of that figure is actually, I just had it here. Let me pull it up again. Josh, Josh 
Chestnut31 at Josh Chestnut31. Uh, you win that Finn Balor, so hit me up with your address. We'll get that all figured out. Thank you guys for donating those. We appreciate it. You guys are uh, both members of the Foley family. We appreciate you guys. I can't even I can't even put into words how awesome. I never would have thought, Sheena, when we started this podcast, we'd have people that listen to our podcast, number one, and also people that like our podcast so much they're willing to give free stuff to people that listen to our, our show. So, uh definitely humbled humbled by that man and some some really cool people so um yep uh cool stuff let's get into our random merch of the week this is a oh man this is a something i might i might be interested i need this figure yes i had i had i had you slash the boneyard match in mind since we're praising the undertaker so much um so this is a uh hasbro red card Undertaker oh, signed, signed, signed in the in the in, in MOC in the package. Not even just <coughs> crispy. I mean, there's yeah. a little little wear in the corners, but it's from way back in the day, so that's that's a yeah, given. Come on, it's a thirty-year-old figure here. It looks yeah, really. But there's like no really good. no creasing or anything like that in the card. No, it's pretty. It's it's yeah. There's no creasing. Little little like little corner aware, but that not not too much. Um, for the low low price of one thousand two hundred dollars, you can purchase this online. And like I said, I was thinking, I was like, I was like, how can I match what Phil loves and what <laughs> happened this past weekend with the Undertaker? And I was just scrolling through, and I was like, I just put Undertaker on eBay and just put highest to lowest, oh, and nice. I seen this, and I was like, oh my god, someone's actually selling a a signed Hasbro red carded Undertaker in the bubble sale. And I know Phil probably wants to buy this right now. So I do have three yeah. three dollars of eBay bucks right now. So that would that would bring this down to one <laughs> one hundred nine hundred. I don't know. I can't do eleven $1, hundred ninety seven dollars. Yeah, there yeah. we go. That's good math. There. Would you be willing to uh, Patreon uh, do a uh, do a let him breathe segment? With, oh my god! Uh, oh my purchase? god! No way. Not if it's. I mean, it's tough. It's tough <laughs> enough to get an Undertaker autograph. I feel like you know. So. <laughs> Uh, this is. You just uh, keep the card. That's all. Oh figured. yeah, just keep the bubble in the card. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't freak people out. No. Yeah, it's, it's good. I don't know. If twelve <laughs> twelve hundred dollars is pretty. I don't want. I wonder how much this would cost you if it's not signed. That's a. That's yeah, a no, it's a. It's a pretty cool series too with the uh, the figures. You know, the Bret Hart, Miss Perfect, Lex Luger, Yokozuna, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, Beast from the East. So. He's Undertaker's in good company in that series. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was a, that was a great figure. Uh, I will not be bidding on this. I don't have twelve hundred dollars to spend. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a do, it's a buy it now. Or no, you no, make, make an, an offer. Make an offer. Yeah, you could do like uh, yeah. get in for eleven hundred bucks, save a hundred bucks, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. But why not? I would. Yeah, man. Just just money, you know. If do? if they have <laughs> if they have make offer, it always means they're willing to take less. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. they they don't have they don't have to have that make an offer button. So you know, I feel like if you pay buy it now, um, whenever there's a make it offer button, you're just you just throw money idiot. away. Yeah, you mean to say five bucks? Yeah. Shit. I always when I put something on eBay, I always do make offer because and I always put the price a little bit higher because then people feel like they're getting a good deal, you know doing like five dollars yeah. less but i'm still getting what i originally wanted for it you know everybody wants <laughs> yeah a little, little trick of the trade there you know i like that strategy shooter mcgavin style um re- <laughs> retro wrestling recommendation of the week sponsored by our good friends at pro wrestling uh do a search for a chick foley show we have a bunch of new shirts 
up there now. We have the In Your House logo. We got the Saturday Night Main Event logo. We got the Dare to Keep Your Kids Off Drugs logo. All kinds of good stuff. And uh, all that money goes to uh, Marco's Lap Dance Fund. So make sure you get that into us as soon as possible. Yeah, please. This please is do. Uh, this is not a old match, Marco, but this is a match no. I, love, I love to go back and watch because the crowd pop after this match was pretty amazing. Yeah, so uh, the, the reason why I picked these two, so like, so if you go on the network right now, they're running a lot of um, uh, kind of like playlist type of uh, shows. So if you they have like uh, Becky Lynch's best matches, they'll have like Daniel Bryan's best matches or Brock Lesnar's best match. Like if you go on there right now, you'll see all that stuff. So I actually recently watched the uh, the Becky Lynch Charlotte Ronda Rousey match. Um, it's actually it, when you watch it back again after all the hype and all that stuff, it's actually not a bad match. Um, and, and, uh, Ronda Rousey took some crazy bumps in that match too. I've totally mm-hmm. forgot about, um, the other match too, obviously Kobe Kingston, Daniel Bryan, um, huge moment last year. I think probably the biggest moment out of media mm-hmm. last year. If you want to, if you want to pick one, um, Kofi winning the title, but the, also the other significance about this one is because this week, right? This is the week one year to this week, not the actual day. I made my debut on this show talking oh, about wow. these matches. Oh, that yay. was a little Easter egg that I threw in there. So, yeah, that, you these were, are the two so matches. So it was the first one was your – you did the WrestleMania recap with us was your first episode? Yeah, that was, yeah that's when I was oh. on the uh, – like I did the, the Patreon tear, and I did – I think it was like published April 11th or something like that. So it's later in the week, but it's during this week. But um, oh, I went back cool. and looked. I was like, when was I on the show, actually, the very first time? So happy like, oh, anniversary! Yeah, see, so it was one year to this week. So Daryl's actual so was my company. anniversary week. Yeah, yeah see that? Look, he, he came on the, like it's not the exact day, but hey, it's, listen, it's that week. So you're getting you're getting the Chick Foley rub, you know? That's yeah, uh, man. It, if he does that podcast. He's gonna be yeah, maybe super successful. Take a shot, uh, but yeah, so definitely. Um, Go back and watch these matches. I mean, I think I watch the Kofi Kingston Daniel Bryan match like frequently because it's it's so good. And it's like you know what's gonna happen at the end, but you still get like hyped towards the end. You're just like, oh my god, it's gonna happen. He's gonna win the title, and it's just, it's 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 good. Definitely go back and watch those. Yeah, it's that is an awesome match, and uh, I I'm definitely gonna go back and rewatch that this weekend. Good call. And uh, that year flew by, man. Marco, we love having you on this show, dude. We would be lost without you. So yeah. Oh no, you'd be fine. It, you'd it was fine. it was meant it was meant to be, Marco. We we needed an MVP in our life, the president of the Finer Things Club and the uh <laughs> C- Celine Dion uh, biggest fan. Celine Dion AEW correspondent. Yeah, you you're a man you're a man of yeah, Tessa Blanchard's uh Patreon subscriber. Did you ever do that? Did you ever subscribe to her Patreon? I did not, no. I mean I'm not actually Check to see how much it is. Um, if if my wife is listening, I'm not doing that. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of embarrassing failures, uh, you're home right now (laughs) with your family, with your loved ones, with your lady friend. You don't want to have a bunch of, uh, short curlies ruining your, your, your sexy time. So definitely go to manscape.com. You can use our code chick, uh, for 20% off and free shipping and uh, 
I, I can't speak highly enough about Manscaped. Uh, they sent me one of their trimmers. And, uh, I mean, you can you can press this thing against your hand, and it will not cut you, won't nick yourself, won't, you know, won't won't do the blade job that, you know, normal razors do. And, uh, you know, definitely don't be using the same razor on your face that you use on your nutsack, man. That's just disgusting. I mean, that's how you, that's how you get coronavirus. Uh, so check it out, yeah. manscaped.com. Oh, man, 20% off plus free shipping. I mean, it's too good to pass up. Too good. Um, yeah, so. I'm definitely the the heel husband's coming back from underway, and I'm sure he's going to need just hand that some to shorning. Yeah, when he walks yeah, in the door, just hand that to him. Just say, "Hey, I'm not going anywhere near that thing until you." I mean, it's <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be the first thing. I'm going to I'm going to put a little red bow on it and set it on set it yep. on the counter. Yeah, he's going to look like uh, he has uh, Osama bin Laden a leg lock when he gets back. Yeah, he's going. He's going to be dealing with that that wild Samoan deal, deal down there. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jeez. I don't. I don't. I'm just. I'm going to give you guys a full week off when he gets back. You can just. You, know, you don't have to be on the show. You just. Yeah, you me, me and Phil will take over. Just, we'll take, listen, we'll take the kids. listen. What? What Patreon tier could we? Could we? I don't even want to know where you're going with that. Oh. <laughs> it's too late. We need to cut this. Let's just yeah, okay. I'll, the edit show's I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. No, problem. no it's all right. I don't no, care. I don't know how to edit anything out. So uh, that's right. That's right. So uh, that's that's our WrestleMania so recap episode. We uh, you know, we'll, we'll still have some fo- some uh, wrestling to talk about next week because uh, AEW is coming back. WWE is coming back. We'll have Raw and SmackDown. Uh, hopefully, some of these pre-orders will start shipping from ringside. Uh, we'll do some unboxings. We'll get into some fun stuff. If we have to, if we have to watch more Tiger King, we have to. You know, it's just the way it goes. You know, so um, I'm he- I'm here for it. I'm I'm ready. I'm I can't wait for the um, Doc Antle story. Like I- I'm gonna need people to dig deeper on that and give us a full documentary on the uh, the the boob job sex cult that Doc Antle's yeah. running. You know. Bunch of weirdos on that show. If you haven't watched that show, that should be the ultimate quarantine and chill because that'll just get yeah. you. That'll get you ready. But uh, for Marco and Sheena, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We, uh, we appreciate all our sponsors. We appreciate all our Patreon subscribers for for hanging out. We know that the, the times are tough right now with uh, people being out of work and and staying home and, and quarantine. So uh, we hope to bring you some entertainment each and every single week. Uh, We love you guys. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Stay classy, Marks. Bitch, that's my trash. You the maid, so you back him. I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Hacking, stupid, what's happening? Bitch, what's happening? Bitch, I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. I consider that bitch to be one of the biggest terrorists in the exotic animal world. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. They might have shut me up for just a little while. But let me tell you, they've woke in a monster. Now Joe Exotic's pissed off. Carol Baskin, crawl this fence and try and hurt any of my animals again.
You can guarantee goddamn tea, I'm gonna put a trap in your ass. You say you want Sassy, moody, nasty. Hacking, stupid, what's happening?